Welcome back to Thanks. Get more out of life. Go out to a movie. Rated X. Dirtbag Cinema. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll just keep going. <laughs> Light meat. Dark meat. All listeners will be carved. Hey, man, how you doing? It was good. <laughs> it's not bad. No, it's uh, not. Except for the laughing of the fucking spit take right up front. Uh, oh, shit. Thanksgiving, yeah. that's Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, it, okay, so... I... I <sighs> yeah, let's crack our fucking Red Bulls, because it is... 2.30 in the morning, not oh. usually when we're uh, recording. Dude, I have not, and I told you this right before we started, I have not had a Red Bull since probably like 2010. <laughs> it's been forever. I have not had one for, since yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I figured I was like, you know, kind of kind of one of these weekends where I've been, we've been so godforsakenly busy, I needed something and... I didn't have time to brew coffee, so I just snagged one. Anyhow, it's good to it's good to uh, where we crammed this thing in. Like I, I, we both caught this movie on the fly. I wanted to catch it together, but today we'll be talking about the movie that we've been waiting for since two thousand seven, Thanksgiving. Hoof, man. Um, finally, finally, we get to see Thanksgiving. You know, Machete's out. Machete's <laughs> Machete was the first one uh, down the pipe. Yeah. Now we're just waiting, man. We're waiting for the werewolf women of the SS. Don't. <laughs> You're the only one really waiting for don't. Dude, it's no, just, no, it's no. a soft spot in my heart. It's so it's like all these different titles that you can think of. Don't go into the house. Yeah. Don't go into the woods. Don't. Uh but yeah, do werewolf women would be will be will be great. It's going to happen. Werewolf women will eventually happen. And what's the other one? There's another one. Uh I know we're missing it. Yeah. Oh, well. We'll figure it out. It'll yeah. come to us in an hour from now. <laughs> like, aha! Uh, don't. Um, werewolf women, 100%. Gonna need that one, though. For sure. For sure. And I was thinking about, like, okay, we're cruising into the Thanksgiving. We've talked two weeks now. It's, like, fall cuddle season. <laughs> Let's do something kind of, you know, sweet and, you know, kind of show that we have a little bit of range. <laughs> Turn around. It's still a horror. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Cover Eli Roth essentially. Um, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> you know, people have been asking. I say this, not like you know, the band of people are asking when we're gonna do like our big romance episode. I'm like, hey, you know, it's around the corner. We're we want to do our due diligence, yes. you know, we want to treat the thing right with respect. The same way that we would treat an Eli Roth splatter picture. Absolutely. And Eli Roth knows better than than really just as good as anybody that uh the horror and the 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 romance are kind of a kind of one of the same, you know? That's there's not a whole lot of movies that you snuggle up to more than uh the pretty good horror flick. And he understands that. And um we could talk a little bit after we discuss Thanksgiving about some of his other flicks, um some of which are more um, we'll say oh, sensual than others. Uh, and sensual. I All was right. in, in a dark. It turns dark, of course. Yeah, 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 we'll yeah. talk about it. Um, but first up, so maybe we'll just kind of work backwards here. Black Friday is also right around the corner, and as collectors, we haven't really talked physical media in a few episodes. No, we haven't. But this is a big time of year for all of us collectors and anybody who's out there who does will know. 
that one of the biggest sales we got, you know, vinegar syndrome, they kind of, it seems, does it, let me see if you're in the same boat as I am. Does it feel like, I am not like forever ago that we started looking like we, we found these sites? Like, cause I feel like I remember whenever black Friday, I was like, Oh shit. Like it's playing catch up. Like I'm, I'm buying yeah. all these titles and now I'm getting to a point where I'm like, Oh, well, I can maybe entertain some of the higher priced like new releases instead of just playing filling the back the backlog with them. right. So it just feels like it was forever ago that I was like, learning about Severin and Vinegar Syndrome and all this stuff. But my God, yeah, it really was only a couple of years ago that we found these guys. But I mean, you're right. The playing catch up is kind of rough. But you've got it kind of down to a science. I'll look at it like, oh my God, I need this. <laughs> oh dang it. No, it's it's easy to do. I mean, I, a lot of times I'll have to like it is the uh, like the dump and then sort method. Like I'll fill my cart with twenty yeah. things. Well, I do it first because there's always some stuff with yeah. very limited. So you got to go buy that real quick, yep. and then go back and then do the uh, the pump and dump. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like what I feel like the weekend. It's tough because I get done, you know, and then I'll text you and be like, uh, "What's the damage?" And like, "Oh God," and we spend the next like three days. <laughs> yeah. Dripping more into the bucket, yeah. <laughs> going back to the website. But vinegar syndrome, I thought we could highlight a couple different things because this year is really, really big, a special year um, with the, re- the re- <laughs> with the release of the the Lost Picture Show Show Collection. If I could speak, that would help on a podcast. <laughs> I, I am excited about this, and you pre-ordered this one, didn't you? I did. Yeah, yeah. I I haven't bought anything else that they talked about when they did their little pre-sale thing, but. The Lost Picture Show. It is. Um, it's eighty bucks, which I feel like is kind of a steal. Yeah, yeah. What? What's ten? Isn't it? Yeah, ten flicks. Yeah. I mean the the presentation is kind of out of this world. It's like a book type. It opens up and like so. It's kind of half and half. If you go on Vinegar Syndrome's website, you'll see it kind of top of the list. But this thing folds out to where you see essentially it looks like Forty Second Street, mm-hmm. and you have like the the people just walking down with the mat the marquees on both sides. It's really, really cool. Um, almost watercolory. Yeah, I, I love it. I will 1,000% be getting this one. But it's like so much oddball stuff that's just sort of mixed in. It's, it's a really great, I think, if you're trying to f- put a finger on what they do, this is a really great <laughs> way to, to showcase that, it. That's a know? way to put it. The, La- it. the Las Vegas Strangler. I love that. I mean, the Beware of the Black Widow. The sex serum of Dr. Blake, the last of the American hobos. I mean, oh, and then the rare blue apes of Cannibal Isle. Like, it's just a hodgepodge. <laughs> oh, the rare blue apes. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I know that uh, Severin, obviously, they're doing theirs, too. Um, yeah. I know. They, we're going to get into it with uh, Thanksgiving later, talking about how Black Friday keeps getting pushed up and up. And, like, there's already Black Friday sales yeah. everywhere. Yeah. It's crazy to me. It's like not Black Friday anymore. It's it, like Black November. Yeah. And October <laughs> bleeds into it. It's yeah. going to be April. We're going to be seeing, oh, 500 days till fucking Black Friday. You yeah, better well, get on it. Well, isn't there like orange something now, Thursday? I, I, I might be, I feel like this happens. Orange Thursday? There's like other shit because of Cyber Monday. Right, right. There's all right. sorts of like different sale days now. It kind of takes a little bit of the pizzazz out of it. I mean, I. What we'll get into, I mean, it is it is less of a... I mean, people still go out, a lot of online stuff now, but it's really... It's just not the same anymore. Like, I remember when we were in high school, you know, me, uh, old Samuel, his brother, a handful of other cats would go to 
Zona Rosa oh, yeah. at midnight to stand in line for four hours in the freezing cold to Tea get a $25 gift card, Stephen. Yeah, I remember the 25 same stuff, dude. 25 bones. Yeah, you go up there and, and, and just stand and stand and stand and wait in line and then get in there. And it's like, ah. But that was fun, though. Like, I missed that. It was like standing in line for a show. Midnight we, release for getting We that. do not stand in line for shows anymore. That's We're very right true. There. I, I mean, I'll stand... Well, I stand in line for twenty five bucks now. You know, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not a high school busboy anymore. Maybe not, but I might do it just for nostalgia's sake and hypothermia. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's sprinkle it in. It's not November. It's not Thanksgiving until you get a little hypothermia. It's like the the midnight releases for games. You know, I was talking or was it on Instagram or something? I saw this like pick uh, con- uh Side by side, where it's like shows like people lined up around the block at a GameStop for Call of Duty or whatever, and yeah. they're just like downloading. And the difference between midnight releases, Breaks I remember your heart. The Dark Knight was one. I did that one. I was in plenty of lines, but that one I remember. I cannot see it almost exactly how it was. I mean, just how cool that was. People dressed up, decked out. Such a special feeling to be like in the theater. In a yeah, you're right. A lot of body odor in that Look, one. I would assume. <laughs> Can't get around it. Yeah, cannot get around it. But no, you're right. Of all the things that are getting dropped, like I try to keep, because they're going to bring out some, you know, mystery stuff, which I was like, yes. But this is the one I I will be getting. I know that uh, Severin's having uh, the the box set sale. I got to go in there. The, 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 The. Amount of effort, care, and love they put into those box sets. I might have to begin some Christopher Lee and some Peter Cushing, some yeah. old school black and white. Oh yeah, yeah. I um, the uh, House of Psychotic Women said I've been sort of dancing around that. I need to maybe look this is fifty percent off because you're a sexist. I mean that's that has to be the answer. Right? <laughs> that's why the, we're going to be talking about our love uh, love yeah, letter right? episode. You'll be like, well, I got some psychotic women up here, so we'll talk about them. Oh yeah, it's it's unavoidable. <laughs> but yeah, it's fifty uh, percent off. Those box sets is huge. Um, that's kind of the same idea with most of these sales. It's like stuff that's been out for it's like three months or something like that from the date. I don't know. It's most stuff in the catalog is half off. Um, new merch and stuff. What I'm really excited about this year, I believe it's their first Terror Vision is having their first Black Friday sale. And I don't Holy know if we shit. talked about this, but did we Dante's Inferno. Did we talk about that release? We did not talk about it, but this is I have to think this is a some sort of uh record holder. I don't know. This movie was made in 19 well, 1908 to 1911. They're a movie from almost 1900, one of the first like feature length movies ever, and that it's is, not being talked about. <laughs> no, I mean it that, is. It is. That's a big deal for. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Terror. I love Terrorvision. What they do, um, but that's a not in line with what they're doing. It's it's like a Criterion move, but even they. I mean, I don't know if they've done anything like that. That old, you know what I mean? That, I, that this... is really cool. I am glad that you showed me this because now I have to jump on that bad boy. Yeah, and they, I, I love Terror Vision for what they are too because, you know, Brad Henderson, we've mentioned him a couple times on our, our physical media episodes, but he, kind of a master of acquisitions, and he went from Vinegar Syndrome, he's worked a bunch of places, but that's where he you know, most recently was. Um, working acquisitions for them stuff he worked on it's i think still coming out (laughs) this is how long that window is right from when you start working on a project and then the release of the actual the the disc but he goes over to terror vision 
and they have exploded like the, the the volume that they're putting out they were they were fun before i loved them but now it's like holy shit they're gonna be i mean now they're, <laughs> i mean more music and movies that's yeah. what kills me i'm like guys i mean the vinyls are that's where we got the Pontypool vinyl that dropped monster squad not long ago one that i have to get it well dead air i mentioned i, I think i had sent you that it's um, yeah. it's bill mosley it's it's i'm a Pontypool cousin yeah. sister maybe even um, kind of like in the in the uh, booth, kind of a zombie apocalypse, but it, I don't think it's very it's very minimalistic in that way. Woodchipper massacre. I mean, that's that's gotta be talked about. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> it's gotta be. But they're doing stuff from you know overseas. They're all sorts of things, and um, I'm really really excited for them. Copperhead got a new. That's a, I like that a lot too. I didn't know they were gonna crank out a second. Oh, do you? Round of do vinyl. you like that? I like that. Uh, that that's more my oh speed. you get your tape there oh yeah you, yeah, got, you got, yeah. got some tapes yeah um but yeah anyway they're gonna be launched or they're launching their first they are just looking same. at the spectrum of adults roughly our age who have adult money now yep. and are too nerdy for their own fucking good they're like okay listen here listen here we have we have we, we got some killer copperhead movies put it out on blu-ray oh wait oh do you want a vinyl put it out on vinyl <laughs> tapes are big you say these fuckers will buy anything. Put it on there. <laughs> and by God, they're right. You know, by God, they're right. Their uh, their whole pitch is like that they want to be like the video store. So they're going to put out a bunch of different flavors. You're not going to like it all, but you, you know, will. It's going to Night of the Bastard. <laughs> you know that's going on yeah. the shelf. Damn it. Here. Um, but anyway. America's deadliest home video. Danny Bonaducci. Okay, to be fair, the <laughs> first thing I did buy from them once was Linnea Quigley's horror workout because I mean that's just a tome. You know, that's something you have to have. I don't you're saying some wild shit on here. I will say Linnea Quigley's horror workout, it should have been a criterion release, and these guys were lucky enough to snag it. The work that they did on that is and in all seriousness, out <laughs> of control. I wasn't being serious? I mean, I know I, I say some wild shit, but that was... I'd listen to Brad talk about that on their podcast. The, the amount of work, it's just like they baked that film. Yeah. You know, and so the film, it's like a one and done. I mean, you can't pop it in the oven and then just, just <laughs> yeah. works again. Yeah, yeah. Like, so they had to make it work in one shot and they got the thing transferred. So they have a variation of this. It's like <laughs> Scream Queens in a Hot Tub? That's it's out there somewhere. I think uh, you know one of these. Uh, oh, Dave uh, Dakota, maybe oh, one of oh, these oh, guys yeah. putting out. It was literally just uh, maybe Linnea and a handful of the other girls like in a hot tub, and there's like, oh, there's a killer on the loose. But mostly, it's just them talking <laughs> in a hot tub. Somehow, Terror Vision's going to get this one. I know it. Uh, well, they've got a lot coming. I mean, I know that they've they launched like twenty some movies for October, and Jesus. That's, I mean, it's crazy. I got Hell's Highway on the way, but... Um, Good Lord. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that I'm keeping up the class end of our collection. I'll, I'll tell you what. Hey, it's... it's I love, you know, the video uh, the video store Hidden Gems, right? I, I If they launch something that's uh, pinky out, I'm buying it too. <laughs> so, while we, while we talk about sales, we address the fact that uh, Best Buy is um, crushing our hearts. And yeah. uh, souls, um, they were actually having a like early. That's just how I realized that the Black Friday sales are going. Like I walked in there because I saw like ten dollars on four Ks. I'm like, mother of God, we have to get in this. I walk in the four disc, uh, the Mist set, ten bucks. Well, that's absurd. <laughs> the Spiral uh, 
steelbook double disc set, ten bucks. And I saw you sent the snap. It's like forty four dollars. I was like, what? Forty four dollars with the tax and a I couple think I other forty four dollars for my missed four disc. <laughs> oh yeah. I, ten spot. Ten spot? Yeah. They 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 had some wild stuff going on in there, but um yeah, I was walking in and just like a single solitary tear just right over my cheek. It's something that I wonder like I, I don't know if it's <sighs> I, I can't it's it's weird to imagine a world where Best Buy is not there, but it's a weird time to just like pull it completely, I think. <clears throat> like if you're thinking about a time to get rid of it, I could see them saying like five, even five years ago. Right. But you got to have your finger right. If you're launching steelbooks for collectors, you, you've got to have a little bit of a an inkling about what's going on out there. And keep doing that, and you're going to keep selling them. I mean, the only thing in Best Buy now, I mean, it is all electronic stuff, but there's like washing machines, yeah. a couple of TVs. Like, it seems like there's less there than there was 10 years ago. Then why are you getting rid of stuff? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it's it just sort of maybe feels a little bit like writing on the wall. But Oh, yeah. It'll be weird because I used to go there all the damn time. That's where the movies were. Yes. I said that before, but that's like they'd have like a maze of movies. You just get lost in it. But yeah. But now we have these boutiques and they are killing it every single time they're putting out a release. It's with love. It's what they do. So yeah. So keep your eyes uh, peeled. So pretty much every shop around, you know, um, is going to be doing something. But we'll be. Coming back, I, I probably next episode we'll we'll have to share share a trauma dump. How our trauma we're dump, now yeah. uh, <laughs> Broke. we're now eating ramen noodles. Yeah, we'll get there. I, I th- I've been doing a lot better about you know not. You know, I'm trying to save up for a house and sure. do all these adult things. I keep every now and again I'll be like, oh, I need that. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, and I've done that too. Honestly, I have you. That's true. Hey, you know what? You sound you sound like her. She does not believe me. <laughs> we, we talk. I just like, it's <laughs> like yeah, I've I've like all the 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 vinyls and stuff. I haven't talked about vinyls in like how many episodes? Like two or three. I haven't even mentioned my vinyl of the week or whatever. Yeah. I've slowed down. But yeah. speaking of that, the <laughs> Dawn of the Dead is on the way from te- uh, from Waxwork. The subscription vinyl is on the way. Speaking of that, <coughs> I saw Dawn of the Dead in theater. Ah, yes, yes. And it was great. I love it was that. uh there was a surprising amount of people for the second showing. And uh the first, like I was in there earlier than most, and they just kept on coming. That was good, man. It was a really great screening. Uh, they said that it was like the ultimate edition. I don't know, but it seemed like there was a couple little tidbits that were added. I don't know if I've seen every cut of that because I've seen it. Right. Many, many times, right? But there's a couple little things. I'm like, have I seen this little spot before? But no, it was great, man. It was so good. I mean, you know, it's one of my favorites. Good Absolutely. to see it up on the big screen. It's so good. It's a rare one that I feel like Roger Ebert showed love to. You know, he gave it four stars. Really? And I was like, I you know, know it's not really, you know, it's not one that I would think. I mean, I would. I get it. But I would. I felt we, I was a little bit taken aback that he did. So I'm, if you hear this fucking obnoxious earthquake in the background it's my washing machine having a seizure so apologies there um our uh yeah our deluxe recording studio it happens to be right next to his to a jank ass laundry mat yeah. yeah right next to a laundry mat you know it's a it's premier real estate but we cannot get them to uh cut out the racket oh anyway let's see uh anything else on black friday just just uh if you're if you're a collector or if you want to start, I would say now's the time. Take a peek. <laughs> yeah, 
now's the time to do it. And then when your wives or husbands or significant <laughs> others are like super pissed at how much money you sent, send those emails over to Stephen King. <laughs> We're going to start a collection. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just saw this the other day and I did not message you. It's crazy that I didn't do this, but I was like, ah, fuck it. If he doesn't realize it, then I'll just keep it for news. We were talking about what's Flanagan going to do next. Did you see what he's doing next? Do you see what's like wrapped in the can? The Stephen King story? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Did we talk about that? A little. Uh, did we, we? It was at the very yeah. end of our three and a half hour. Okay. That's why I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I just saw that, that uh, Mark Hamill wrapped uh, his spots on that the other day. I was like, well, hot damn. Uh, I know it. And I've got, I actually need to, to read. I've got the book here um, that's got the, uh, the it's If It Bleeds, Life of Chuck is the story. And um, I actually hadn't read I'm a big fan of his short stories. Yeah. And so... Um, I need to read. I need to read through it if it bleeds. But um, I'm really excited. I, 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 like I said before, I mean, if he's one of the guys that can do it right, so I cannot believe though that they're gonna get that they're letting him go. It's just crazy. So where's it gonna go? That's the question. So the next, his next, uh, what's, what's a three part series, something like that. He's doing another longer form. Yeah. Horror thing. I looked at it. The cast is pretty much, you know, <laughs> pick whoever did any of his previous works yes. very well, you know, place them in this. But where's it going to go? I mean, they're going to be paying money for him wherever. I can't, yeah, like you said, I cannot believe the Netflix is like, ah, we're good. I know. I think it's Amazon Prime. Really? I think, I think Bezos is taking Flanagan. But if you're going to take, I mean, if you look at their current lineup of their heavy hitters, you, I mean, Mike's in the mix, but you, I mean, Stranger Things, yeah. um, Mike Flanagan's stuff. Um, I know there's other things, but I just I feel like if you're, it's got to be in the top five. Every time he drops something, it's top spot for yeah. at least a week or two. And I don't, I don't know, I don't oh, know. Well. Raising your prices, cutting down on the sharing. Wow. And we still can't keep my. Let's talk about consumerism this That's, episode. Let's get to it. It's perfect transition. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, I was like, did we talk about that? Because yeah, we did. Re- well. The episode was three and a half hours. Recording of it was 13 and a half hours. So it was the weirdest thing because we're like sitting here like, oh, man, we're both of us, you know, we're like tired. Um, it's like this is probably going to we're going to struggle to get through this thing. And then we get to like the, the 30, 40 minute mark and just <laughs> takes off and <laughs> just took off. But, well, on the, uh, you know, speaking of just random stuff that I was watching this past week. Mowing through some things, kind of Thanksgiving related. I didn't relate, uh, didn't think about this till now. So after I saw Dawn of the Dead in uh, theaters, I was like, ah, I didn't even know I was doing. It. I watched another Ken Forey movie right after that, and uh, it was The Lords of Salem. Mm. So the reason I said it's Thanksgiving is because I always kind of put Eli Roth and Zombie in this like. <sighs> I'm like not a zombie Eli Roth apologist, but I, I always try to find the best in their work now. Yeah, yeah. It used to just be like, fuck you, Rob Zombie. Well, but now I try to find. I f- finally revisited Lords of Salem. Yeah. In my review that I made a couple of years ago when I saw in theaters, well, shit, it's been more than a couple of years yeah. now, but kind of still stands. It's really, really good. And then it goes fucking bananas at the <laughs> yeah. end, like a Stephen King anything, <laughs> you know? And, like, it was... I didn't realize this is the least redneck-themed yeah. one of his movies. He's uh, got some genuine spook moments. Like, I love the mythology with the... By the way, if you get a box with a vinyl in it, the heavyweight... 
don't play the fucking thing, Stephen. I know you're going to be inclined to. You're like, I got to do it, bitches! No, but the movie is super good. And I then agree. at the end, you're just like, what the fuck is this? I know it. I know it. I, it's one of my favorites of his, too. I, and it's, I, I agree with you 100% on the Eli Roth and, and uh, zombie thing. It's it's weird, because I, I was going through and looking at some of the, just his, his catalog, uh, Eli's, and the the reviews, and you can even <laughs> still feel it now, like where it's it, it's this whole like, fuck Eli Roth, you know he came out of the gate with like that frat boy. I think I said that before. This this frat boy kind of horse, you know. It was very crude humor, very, you know, he's not. He's he he rolls around in the mud a lot too. He it's just blood and tits and and a whole <laughs> lot of fucking inappropriate jokes, and it's yeah. But you know what, though? I mean, he comes from, he's a, him and Zombie are both just a lot alike in this way. Brilliant and very well versed in movies. Even when we get to this one, there are some spots in this. Only a man who knows horror <laughs> could have done some stuff like this in this movie. A hundred percent. And I just, it's one of those things that you, until you hear him like, sit down and talk, it's that you would assume that this guy is an He's got a asshole. flat bill cap and a, you know, a Boston mask jersey yeah. on. You know, no. This guy, no, he's the real deal. He's one of my a favorite people to listen to. I I'm, I have a soft spot for Eli because I know where he's coming from, and I can appreciate all that old stuff too. Yeah, and it's it's definitely you know we can talk about the homages that the, that you know they were making when this was even you know the trailers and stuff. But <laughs> there's a big one. It's a big one. But he's just a yeah. He's a you can tell that he uh, he wears his heart on his sleeve, and he's a huge huge fan. And I think a lot of the people that kind of knock on him aren't. No, yeah, no, yeah, they're not just so not. much. But uh, yeah, Lords of Salem, dog. Like, uh, like I, I will say, it's a thumbs up for me. But it's a, it's a, it's a the thumbs doing this, boy. It's a, it's a wobbly fucking thumb. Uh, like, I, I, Devil's Rejects is still the best movie he's made. But if he would have landed the ending on this one, it would have be, it would be Salem probably. Yeah, it's good, man. It is good. But the uh, man, home oh, when that when uh. <laughs> When the witch is just buck naked, just hanging out in her fucking uh, kitchenette, and she didn't realize it, and it's that lighting, and there's just some weird shit. You're like, ah, oh, God. <laughs> and the thing was, I remember that. Yeah. I was telling people work, hey, man, I'm going to watch Lord of the Sea. I remember that movie fucking that first couple scenes. I'm like, oh, that shit was spooky. And then I'm sitting at home. It's 2, 3 in the morning watching this thing. I'm like, oh, fuck, she got me again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just thought that was uh, pertinent to throw that bad boy in. Apart from that, man, i just been watching... Uh, one of my favorite things to watch, documentaries on film. Did you watch the uh, Billy Friedkin uh, Leap of Faith doc? No, I have not. Yeah. There is, so it's the guy who did the, he literally only does like filmmaking documentaries. He did the one on Alien, he did the one on Psycho, and he's doing the one on uh, The Exorcist. That's A lot awesome. of interesting stuff about Friedkin in there. And then I watched uh, an Orson Welles doc that I'd never seen. You know where I find all this shit? Some of it was on Tubi and some of it was yeah. on Shudder. They're just hidden down in there, some gems. Absolutely. And um, there's a, I will talk about another documentary here in a little bit. I don't want to jump ahead, but. Uh, oh, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Tubi's got. I, I understand the drawback with the commercials for some people, a lot but of commercials. it's. It's, I mean, to house all of these movies, it's very difficult to do. Yeah. But if you can get them, get eyeballs on it, I, I love what Tubi does. There's a lot of cool stuff on Tubi. But the other one, the, the one I started with was uh, the Albert Brooks doc. 
defending my life. And it's just Carl Reiner, his buddy, sitting down talking to him about the impact he's made on comedy and filmmaking. And I was like, that's on HBO. That's cool. And it was super cool. But yeah, I just love that. But I figured if anybody needs to see the Leap of Faith one, it's just literally going over old clips and the director just talking to a freaking like you and I are now. And in typical Billy, he does Good. not. He does. He just wears it on his sleeve, baby. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I've uh, been watching a lot of movies that we'll probably talk about. I had to kind of get some refreshers on some of Eli's movies, some, some I've seen. Um, like I said, there's a couple still out there that I need to catch, so I'm not fully versed in his catalog. But, um, yeah, and I'll uh, mention it's a, a documentary. I, I will I'll bring it up here in a little bit. Um, one that you will agree, um, if you haven't watched it when you do, it's one of those documentaries that has made me it made me like sick, angry, and heartbroken like all at the same time. And I you know we'll just we'll we'll get into it I guess. But uh, if you're ready, I mean we could start talking about the latest entry in uh, Eli Ross catalog here with the title the, the title of the episode and uh, title of the holiday here Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just give her dive a right into it. So. This movie, I said 2007, the trailer comes out, and it's. I went back and watched the trailer after I'd watched the movie, and they really did make, they try to include as much as they could. I had forgotten some moments from the trailer, but I go back and watch them, like, even that, that, the turkey in the parade, it's the same, it, it, they really did they kind of line it up. There perfectly. is one thing that... Ah! <laughs> that they did in the trailer yep. that kills me that they did not have in the movie. And I think we might be <laughs> on the same page here because, well, I mean, the, the trampoline thing they did differently. Right. But right. that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. okay. Uh, we're talking, like, uh, <laughs> we talking about the diddling of the turkey. Oh, my God. At the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, how is he going to sneak this in here? <laughs> Spoiler alert. In a body bag. <laughs> in a body bag. Oh, man. Um, before we get into the bad boy, you know. Uh, high level? High um, level. I would. You know, I. I would I'm, you? I'm so Is excited. this up your alley? I'm so excited we're talking about this finally after all this time. I would recommend it. I think that it's. it's um, we talk about Eli Roth knowing what he's doing and having a love for these types of things. It is not all. So, you know, he's known for a lot of disturbing shit, right? Mm-hmm. Hostile, Green Inferno, those types of things. This movie is a slasher film that's full of fun. I mean, it's got plenty of plenty of gore, but it's it's got plenty of laughs. It's got just enough cheese. It's got everything you want. It's a fun time. And I certainly think that if you even if you're not um if you're not into all the blood guts, you can still he's he's those kills are done in a way where you can kind of look away from the screen and ugh. But you'll bounce back with some... There's a great release valve on the other side of it. And it celebrates the genre in a way that not very many other directors can do it, you know? I Absolutely. I would give it a recommend. Go in and have a good time. And outside of uh, what Blood Rage, I'm not seeing too many Thanksgiving horror or slashers out there. It's so just, They're just not there. Or maybe there's more. Actually, yeah, Lords of Salem. That's a... Ah. You know, that's a... You know, pilgrim witchy thing. I just thought about that. There's some parallels there, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would definitely uh, recommend this. Uh, <laughs> I'm just happy we got it. Like I said, now we can wait for Don't, and we can wait for Werewolf Women. You know, 
Because they've been talking about this one forever. Yeah. And, man, I'm just happy it came out. Like you said, there's there's a lot to love about it. I think your casual horror fan can get kicks out of it. And, like you, you say, just enough cheese. There's quite a bit of fucking cheese in here, my guy. Oh, it's so and good. I, and I'm a fan of the cheese. It's so, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the cheese. You, you said release valve, and that's the perfect way to put it. I, <laughs> I, I had a really good time with it. You know, and also, before, just real quick, um, I don't think I'll forget, but it's a perfect time to mention it, that this movie, you said, long time coming. Um, a lot of, so COVID, of course, you know, fucked a lot of shit up right, as far as productions. Um, and this movie was kind of running right alongside Borderlands. Are you familiar with the game Borderlands? I know of it. Okay. I did not realize Borderlands that that it was one so close two that it was Eli yeah three that the cast is Bobby Lee's in it he's I mean I don't know so you kind of have to know the game to know the cat the to kind of see the the connected to you know kind of get excited about those characters um I can pull it up here real quick yeah I knew this was coming but I just didn't uh you know I have no connective tissue to it yes 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 Borderlands. Yeah, you got Kevin Hart, Bobby Lee, Jack Black, um, Kate Blanchett, um, and Miss Greenblatt playing Tiny. I was kind of curious. I was looking the other day. I didn't see who Tiny Tina was going to be. Ariana Greenblatt. And of course, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is in this play in Tannis. So if you played Borderlands, it is a really fun, post-apocalyptic, kind of Mad Maxy sort of world. But its art style is incredible. That's what it's kind of makes it stand out. When you see that type of art style, that's kind of like a sketchbook, bright colors, vibrant shit. People know, oh, that's Borderlands. I'm so excited to see what Eli's going to do with it. And the cast is going to be fun. Bobby Lee's hilarious. And I, when I, he was the first one I saw that was in this thing. And I'm like, what? Yeah, there's, a lot, there's a lot of names in this. Yeah. And for a movie, like, I didn't, it's just one that I wouldn't expect. I wouldn't expect Borderlands to get get the treatment but how exciting um it just happened i brought that up now because they were back and forth like he was working on you know post on on thanksgiving you know while you're working on borderlands it's really hard to do that yeah but you know in you know eli he is a he's a man of the movies he understands he's like well fuck i mean it is what it is i mean bitch about it if you want but we got it done before we get <laughs> into the main course pun intended um Patrick Dempsey of it all reminded me of something mm-hmm. very important. That I saw this article that said for Scream 7, there's a chance that Patrick, <coughs> Patrick Dempsey will be back. And uh, Kirby, for sure, will be back. But finally, they're going to pay Nev Campbell. Like, Really? Yeah, I saw her and Patrick Dempsey up top. Like, they're talking about, you know... Um, legacy characters returning. I was like, fucking finally. It's not that Scream 6 wasn't great. We talked about it. I like Scream 6 quite a bit. But fucking pay. I mean, she is... The, I mean, we talked about this in my... The best horror franchise, in my opinion. Yeah. And the best final girl, in my opinion. Fucking pay her. Yeah. I yeah. Will, now is the, not the time, too, if you think because about it. Just talk about not paying actors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what but I mean? But that was my weird segue in the fact that I'm going to pay her at the beginning of the year. Because, god damn, did you see the lineup for Comic-Con. Ah, yeah. Yes. See what I did there? It's a curveball, baby! It's a curveball! <laughs> They're having the Scream reunion, boy. We're talking about all the original gangsters from the original film. Yeah. We got Nev, we got Skeet. Dude, people are tearing up over Matthew Lillard. Lillard. Matt- Lillard. 
Lillard. Either way, Lillard. But uh, yeah, Skeet, Matthew Lillard, the whole business. I'm waiting for uh, Dewey any day. I know it. I know it. But I mean, here's the thing. People have heard about the trials and tribulations of this year. We were in line for 47 hours for Dreyfus. We got to get those goddamn fast passes. And I don't want to be that guy. But if we're not going to spend three days at this fucking thing, because here's the thing. We got the screen. I'm going to get the screen autographs. We know this is going to happen, right? Something cool. Maybe a big poster. Whatever. Maybe Kirby shows up. I marry her. It happens. These things. But... Ron Perlman? Ron yeah. Perlman is a is a Scott Decker actor. I love that man. Everything, he's, you know, the, the, the machismo actor's actor. But that's not it. That is not it. Topanga Lawrence, my friend. <laughs> if Kirby doesn't show it up, I'm dealing with another wife over here. The, like, first, like, big crush ever. Topanga's going to be there. And... Who's the other one? The little animated dog running around. Oh, my God. I'm going to meet Courage the Cowardly Dog. Courage the Cowardly Dog. Marty himself. So I, I, I'm i very I'm very hyped for that, probably more than, than a lot of people who will be there, because that was one growing up, man. That was my show. You know, I adore Courage the Cowardly things Dog. Things I do for love. Yeah, things I do for an autograph. <laughs> I feel like uh, the Marty grabs the, you know, I say that his line will be big, but there's going to be a lot of fucking nerds there. So, yeah. 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 It's a bit. 25 years. Wow. No slouch on the lineup. So yeah. we're not even quite there yet either. So That's what I'm saying. Like you better uh hold back some of that vinyl money for uh beer <laughs> money while we're in line, son. <laughs> That's true. We'll have to I mean it, it was you know cool about that whole experience though, you know, met met some new friends. Yeah. Got uh maybe we'll we'll uh link up with some friends out there and, and uh make a day out of it. Make a make a weekend probably. Hey, hell by the time this airs we're gonna have our own like uh table up there signing yeah. autographs so it is what it is <laughs> and then i go up to nev campbell oh my god it's third bag cinema oh yeah yeah we're singing your praises fucking pay me we got you paid we got you paid <laughs> but yeah I had, I had to throw that out there i know we still got months and months till that happens but man i'm already excited that's Same. gonna that's gonna be a good time absolutely good good call out i totally i should have put that on my list <laughs> wow but yeah, so we would recommend Thanksgiving. Go check that out. It's perfect time for it. Um, right around the corner. So I guess we'll dive in. And everything after this point is going to be spoiler-filled. So you're warned. You talk about Black Friday. <laughs> I did. And the consumerism of it all. And, you know, I don't know if they... Because he's... Eli's very... One thing I love about him, I'll say it up front here, probably mention it throughout. Um, he, he's he does something that I feel like if anybody else does it or would do it, I hate it. But he like <laughs> makes fun of the tech stuff. I sometimes I hate having modern day shit in our in these movies because it just sort of takes when you're when you're running from a, a killer in the '80s, you don't have the internet in your pocket. It, yeah. it makes it more you know you versus him. There's no there's no lifeline. But he somehow takes that ship and puts it front and center. Like, yeah, we understand there's a lot of ways out now. But he makes the the face thing, the the face recognition stuff, the fingerprints. Yeah, he does in other movies too. Um, I don't understand why he hasn't done like an actual period period piece. Yeah, like in like a horror movie like that, like Clock in Its Walls. That's is that a 
I don't know. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, that's yeah. one. Yeah, I don't know, but but like, I mean, Green Inferno, like they lose their phones almost immediately, I guess. But I like it would be because of his love for the genre. Like it would be interesting to see him do like an '80s set movie. Yeah, I think if anybody can get there, like he's got this finger on the pulse of everything he loves. That would be an interesting turn to see him like do that kind of movie. Um, off topic, but Damien Leone has expressed interest in Friday the Thirteenth. No. 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 I sit there, on, I sat two episodes ago, I sat down and was like, oh, I'm done with all the reboots. And I do, for the most part, feel that way. <laughs> yeah. But then the next day I see that, I was like, ah, well, you know, if there was somebody that I think might be able to do that justice, it's... Uh, but everybody's, the, the rights are still so convoluted with true, that. They've been true. trying to get that done forever. But like, I don't get me wrong, I've not seen these Terrifier movies that you love so much, but it just seems like it's a different kind of animal, isn't it? Like Terrifier, for sure. I, and I don't even think that he would probably... Doing that level of gore in Friday the 13th wouldn't work. Yeah. Because those movies are... Terrifier is kind of mean, you know? It's a it's a mean beast. But I think he, he could do it, I think, in a way... I like his approach, and he really did a good job. He, he did Terrifier 2, he did justice to his characters he built a really strong final girl i think it would be an interesting look and not a cash grab because he's somebody that i think you know he puts his heart into his effects you know he's he would i make, mean i know you guys are best friends now we essentially just, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as i leave you guys are doing a cast 100 percent about terrifier <laughs> we get it you guys it's are buddies cool. But anyway, that's that's something I forgot to mention. But uh, I just want to see a fucking Friday the Thirteenth movie at this point. Yeah, I want them to go back to basics. If they're gonna re like, I know we got our revamp in what two thousand nine, mm-hmm. and I don't dislike that movie as much as everybody else does. Now's the time. You couldn't capitalize on it. We're not getting a sequel to it. If you're gonna do it, do it fucking now. Yeah, go back. Like I said, back to basics. We're talking. The jean booty shorts, no fucking phones. <laughs> just go out and get. Get slaughtered in the woods. That's what you want to see. That's what we're here for. Yeah, and yeah. if he does it, you know, fine. I'm, I, I'll, you know, it's another. I'm fa- with it. And when there's somebody that that loves it, like like Eli does, you know, with this job. I mean, it's it. You can feel it. It's not a. It's not. Um, how do I say this without saying it? Because I told you I'm done. I'm done, and I, and I mean it. Um, <laughs> I'm not wow. going to bring him up. But there's been movies recently where you can feel the difference, and I think that this would be one that uh, would come off, you know, maybe a little more refreshing than some others have. Copy. Anyway, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> All will be carved. Um. Yeah. You st- that. What a great way to like kick it off. Like I because consumerism clearly been an issue. We're talking about November essentially being the sale. Like it's I love the opening. Me too. Okay. I would say. That a lot of the scenes with just, like, the kids talking, get rid of it. Like, nobody, I, I don't like any of the kids. There's not one kid in this fucking movie I like. Okay. Get rid of it. But the big set pieces, fucking slap in this. <laughs> and I did not expect that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, shut these fucking kids up, bro. But, like, the big set pieces really fucking work, especially that opening. I was like... What is this movie? Yeah. Because, like, I'd only seen the trailer once or twice. Like, I try not to dive deep into any of this shit anymore, that is. But they fucking killed Gina Gershon out the gate, son. Which is weird because Patrick Dempsey and Gina Gershon are the names. Yeah. Like, even if you don't realize that you've seen Gina before, 
I love Gina Gershon. Everything she's in, I love her. So when they gave her the boot or ripped off her fucking scalp right out the gate, I was like, what? The kills, like I said, I, they are gory. Like, he does lean into it as fun. It's just like I, the, the, the time bomb of it. That's and when it blows up and <laughs> the fucking neck on the glass. Like, it's small <laughs> little things like that that are just like, Ugh! <laughs> like So, yeah. So, we'll, we'll set it up. Like, essentially, there's uh, you know, the Black Friday at the, the what is what is the, whatever, what is it, the Right Mart. Right Mart. And they're getting ready to open the doors, right? And there's a thing, like, with the first hundred people, like, with a lot of weird, like, Black Friday things like you know first so many people get to free this and mother of God it's a it's a waffle iron <laughs> well literally calling your sales doorbusters yeah yeah <laughs> you know what I mean it's now Shay I didn't think of that <laughs> but uh, the the shit ass kids who are our main characters in this who are like um, they can get in the back door you know daddy's yeah. little princess gets in and they're mocking the people oh outside with the phones there like ah! and <laughs> like. They literally storm the fucking gates and bust down the doors to get the the waffle irons of the it all. Wall, it's so funny. Because after your homeboy gets his fucking throat, his own throat slit on the door, he walks over and grabs the waffle iron and then like falls over on a pallet. And then some woman comes up and takes it from his lifeless corpse. Yeah. Like, guys. Shit's not that serious. It's exactly. Well, and you mentioned the characters too. And I think, you know, Eli has a through line. He makes unlikable people on purpose. Yeah. You know, you go back to like, even like Hostel, those people suck. Yeah. You know, um, Green Inferno is is the big one for me where you're like, eat them. Right. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead and eat them. Right. He makes these people to make a point in a lot of ways, I think. And with this one, yeah, there's no denying. Like, they're just the worst. And um, Tim Dillon. Okay, I don't know if you're familiar with Tim Dillon's comedy. I am not. But he was, like, the uh, one of the, the the security guy that runs off. The oh, big the, guy. The big heavy set. Oh, yeah. my God, he's hilarious. His, he I, I think, you know, I, I, there's... The whole, like, podcast and com- how you find comedians now is way different than it used to be. Yeah. Came across him randomly one time. He's a guy that just goes off. The- he's He rants. And he's very funny. I'll send you some clips. I mean, he's he had a podcast where he had Eli on. But I had no idea why. I'm like, that's the weirdest shit in the world. Like, you're a comedian completely outside of this circle. Yeah. Eli Roth's on your, on your show. And as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, my God, I should have put that together. How cool is that? I mean, I don't know if they're, like, pals or if this just happened to be, like, a professional, you know, coming across each other's paths. But he um, he bails. Like, he, he's like, fuck this. Well, yeah, there's only two security guards. Do? And it's literal pandemonium outside. But, yeah, the deaths in this opening scene were fucking wild because Gina gets trampled down. The poor security guard gets, like, he's literally getting trampled to death under the doors. Gina gets, like, pushed down to the ground, and her hair gets caught up in one of the shopping carts, and it rips half her fucking (laughs) scalp off. Oh, and then we we, uh, didn't mention our... uh... The Our most unlikable character for me. He, f- oh my God, these kids suck. They suck. But this kid fucking like, oh, I'm so cool with my pitching arm. Man, fuck that kid's pitching arm, bro. It, it and they really did. did. They like, <laughs> snapped his fucking arm backwards. Well, and I, this is another thing to make note of. The theater, when I saw this, was pretty full. 
which is incredible for a movie. I I just mine the, was not unfortunately. There were people raving. And, oh, ugh, and it was just that wonderful, like yeah. everybody going crazy. Uh, I had this lady, like she was on the other side of Tristan, and she kept like, oh no, no, she don't go in there, <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> it was yeah, incredible experience to to kind of, especially I mean. After all this time, you know, you don't know how it's going to... If pe- I'm sure most of those people don't know about the history behind yeah. this coming no, to there's, life. there's no way. But they were all very excited, so... Um, yeah, after the, the horrible, horrible incident, like, it's a year later, they jump, like, right back into... I, I The... Um, Rick Hoffman's character, though, is funny. <laughs> he's, like, such the... He's the perfect casting for that. Yeah, because he's a sleazeball. But because it's that I, smile. The first time I saw him was hostile. Yeah, 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 yeah. As one of the oh yeah, as one of the guys who wasn't really was he the guy who was like not really into it, and then he's like super duper duper into it. He's the guy that's burning the eyeball. Out. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, how should I do it, man? Should I make it quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a saver or whatever. And that's how I remember that guy from Hostel <laughs> and nothing else. Yeah. I don't think I've seen him in anything else. Like I know that face. From Hostel. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I guess they're buddies because he's he's, he's going to do something here. <laughs> he's got the skeeziest grin, too. It's just... But they jump right back into it. The the killer's name, John Carver. Love that. But yeah. I love the Pilgrim thing, too. Like, I didn't actually know how much I would love it. I saw it. I was like, ah. And then the trailers, I was like, it's okay. But it actually, like, <laughs> when you got all the whole town wearing it, I actually thought it was, it was pretty cool. Listen here. <clears throat> Missed opportunity, my friend. What do we got? Where was this guy's half cape? His half... Oh, like... Yeah, a, like, yeah. you know, like, not a full cape, not, like, long and flowing, but, you know, those, like, weird, like, half capes sure. they had? Yeah. Where, where, where was the panache? Where, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, True. if it wasn't for this diner's, like, weird John Carver mask that they're handing out, what was he going to do? Walk around with a Nixon mask? Mm, fair point. Needed the cape, bub. I feel like it was just a nice little touch that they just missed, you know? <laughs> Literally halfway through the movie, I was like, Where the ca- where's the cape at? <laughs> Where, where's it at? <laughs> Can we, uh, the, the, the costume budget got cut? I mean, it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'm looking the same way. Again. I, yeah, he's just walking around capeless. Damn it. Well, it's outside of that, though. Oh, yeah. Did it work for him? <laughs> yeah, this capeless motherfucker actually looked pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah. if you would have had a, like a, like a swoosh, like, yeah. <laughs> Panache. Okay. Yeah. I love it. But apart from that, sleek looking character design. Right, right. And um, the first kind of kill is, uh, at least by John Carver, is pretty, pretty rough. I mean, it was in the trailer, and I do, this is one that I wish I didn't see coming. You know what remember, I mean? Yeah, I didn't remember it in the trailer. Because, yeah, he's going, like, it's, it's like a whodunit type thing, of course, and, like, going through the people from that day are the ones getting offed. Right. And so it's the, you got the, the lady at the diner, mm-hmm. who was, like, one of the ones that was taking the waffle iron, I think, right? Yes, the, yes, yeah. But um, her death is very, I mean, it's the it's the skin on the throat, on the wall of the freezer. Yeah. And, I mean, I've, you know, I've worked in restaurants. Those freezer walls, and oh, like, yeah. I put my hand up there. I was like, ah, you know, I've got it. Before that, you're talking about influence, though. The first like 20 seconds of that is straight out of a Jallo from the 80s. Yeah, he had a little blade coming at her like this, and all black and everything. It was a Jallo kill, right? Before the uh, you know, 
ice and melting and all that. And before it got more brutal, it was Jalo. Yeah, 100%. for sure. No, yeah. and he's very, and he, you know, he's got the gloves, the black gloves black too. Black gloves. And you know, I mean, Eli's a big Jalo guy. That's... He was the reason why I circled back on Alice Sweet Alice, which is more of like, an, I mean, the American mm-hmm. Jalo thing. But I liked the movie, but circling back, I really appreciate it a lot more because like how much he raved about it. I was like, really? The mask is kind of Alice Sweet Alice. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But, um, but yeah, she gets uh, she gets dispatched pretty pretty. Fu- I will say, th- there was a moment in this. I'm like, is this movie too funny for its own good? Because like I'm having a good time, or am I thinking too much about it? Because Homegirl gets out of the restaurant. <laughs> she gets out, dude. Yeah, and she she's ah turns around. John Carver's in the car. She's running to the the trash bin outside of her joint. She jumps in it, gets halfway in. He fucking hits the gas, cuts her in half with the door, <laughs> the fucking lids of it. First off, how heavy are those fucking lids? For real. I, I, I was thinking about the, 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 the math of it up front. I was like, oof. Like, I laughed, and then I was like, wait a minute. It's pretty really, hefty lids. It is. <laughs> But it's it, we, I, I didn't expect because you think she's gonna get it in the thing, but like whenever she gets outside, I did not at any, by any means. He's just how somehow he's in the car. Yeah, <laughs> fires it up. Yeah, get, uh, it's a great way to end the the, the scene too. Because I mean, it's Eli's whole his obsession with gore. It's it's one that you know I I love like you know practical effects, but I you know I don't know. I don't, because who does he work, I was trying to remember who he works with, because he's a guy that, I don't think he does his own, but um, I kind of wondered how hard he would go. And with stuff like that, and the ones we'll get to, I know that he's talked about how he took out some stuff, like he would screen it, you know, and um, there were just scenes that were too mean, he said. Like, In just this? cruel, like before, before oh. the cuts. And I don't know which ones. Because I didn't think at. anything was. <laughs> no, no, no. Because like my problem up front was like, is it too funny for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, didn't seem very well. I don't know. There's a scene that's pretty meat towards the end, right? When they base the woman alive. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I wondered too if it was did he actually make Rick Hoffman eat her? It might have been that, or maybe they shot the trampoline scene differently. I was thinking that could have been a takeaway like it could have been a note that eli got man can you imagine though like if i'm eli though after all this time that scene because in the trailer you know for the uninitiated (laughs) that's what reminds you i mean that's how you remember thanksgiving yeah no first off it's the jaws right yeah you remember it being like red like jaws in the trailer yes like it's a that is a brilliant poster all will be carved and it's just the knife coming up from the uh trampoline Essentially, it's a very phallic symbol. Yeah. You know, it's going right where it shouldn't be. And he toys around with you, like the people like me and you who've seen the trailer. You know it's coming. You think it's coming. Right. Yeah. In my head, I was like, there's no way. As soon as I saw I feel her, like, like he did it. I feel like he shot that. Yeah. He had to have. Right. There's no way he didn't. Well, and I also, so just for the record, this movie is one that I, they did pull back on his normal amount of like sex and nudity in the trailer. It's literally all like there's like three sequences where there's just people hooking up and getting killed. 
See, I don't know if I even watched the fucking trailer to this because I just knew I was going to well, see it. Like the the grindhouse one. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's like, completely okay. She's yeah. like, like it's Eli in the car, and she's going <laughs> down on him, and like his <laughs> head's gone. His head's gone. Yeah. And it's like two or three scenes in a row like that, but there's really not a lot of that in this movie at all. There is that scene alone, if, if I remember right, it's pretty puritanical. Very. Yeah. If you think about it, yeah. Point. <laughs> yeah. But that was the moment where even that scene... Because nobody wants to have sex with these kids. They're so fucking obnoxious. I say kids. I didn't mean in a gross way. In the high school's a senior. Everybody's doing it. (laughs) But, like, nobody wants to hang out with these fucking kids except for themselves. Why do kids today suck? (sighs) Like, that's really what this podcast has been about. It's for 70 fucking episodes (laughs) now is, you know... (laughs) Very true. Very true. But, yeah, even that, that whole... Yeah, that scene was where, it's in the trailer, like, she's, like, almost essentially naked. Right. By the time, in the, in the grindhouse trailer. <laughs> but in this, she, I mean, it's really not. It's fairly tame. It really Starts is. I... to, like, drop trowel, and then it happens, but at the same time, like, he, we cut back to the, the neck break. <laughs> yeah. We're jumping ahead here. Yeah, but... <laughs> we are jumping ahead. But, I mean, that was the scene going into this movie that I was like, this is going to happen. Yeah. If anything happens, because I didn't think that whoever was going to be raw dog in the turkey, I didn't think, I thought that there's no way they're going to, even for comedic relief, like, that part kills me. I thought that that was going to be the after credit scene. Oh, right, right, right. And it wasn't. And there was nothing That would have been there, perfect, though, actually. <laughs> but I thought for sure this poor woman was going to get a knife in her nether region. Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. happen. Nope. It was a well-done sequence, though. No, no, no. no. Like, like, how wow, they did it wow, really wow. really worked. But, it, you know, color me disappointed. I, I'm kind of with you on that. I would, I was really pulling for that moment because it's just <laughs> everybody, when they watch that trailer, it's like, ah! And it doesn't... The scene's great, but it doesn't have the same punch. No, no. By no I mean, no. no stretch. I mean, it's just so... So, I mean, iconic, really, for that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It is an iconic scene. <laughs> But okay, so John Carver is, uh, well, yeah, he's setting up like fake Instagram profiles and he's right. tell you know, he's tagging these kids in there essentially like, Hey, you, you guys fucked it up with this, uh, right Mart fiasco and people just start dropping like flies, but you know, it's all going to come down to these, these chillings somehow. And, uh, he's like, now that I think about it, cause I just left the theater, I was not thinking about the social media, the uh, tech of it all, but yeah. I always hate when they get, like, really in-depth of it. But this, I felt it was kind of the opposite. Like, he had all the shit set up, but it was just kind of, like, over your head. Just don't worry about it, is yeah. what I thought. And you got a phone over here. You got a phone over here. We're taping a pa- tapestry. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But um, apparently John Carver is not only a pilgrim, but he is also a tech guru. <laughs> Very much so. And, um, yeah, it's kind of like that the table, like, there, if he's filling the head. Like, that, I, love, I really love that. So, like, when they put the... The, the first, we'll see, so her death was like half of her body. He puts it up on the fucking right mart side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other half is in the chair. <laughs> He's filling out his yeah, his uh, Thanksgiving feast, right? And then when he get uh, your comedian you were talking about, he fucking gets decapitated. Yeah. So And he puts his head on a fucking plate. Well, he kind of reminds me, too, now I'm thinking about it. It's like V in that scene from V for Vendetta. He's like, like, and then just pulls the. That's true. One of my favorite, like, little moments of this is, like, so, what's the big guy? The big guy was the second one, right? So, 
He goes to kill, and he, uh, you know, he's got his whole, like, um, what's it, Charlie, the conspiracy thing of who did what. So this guy ran away. He was a security guard, and he ran away. And for this, he has to pay. And um, he goes in there. (laughs) The thing I love about it is after he's dispatched him, which is, okay, you got the electric turkey carver or whatever. And he turns back, and the dude's (laughs) cat's there, like, (laughs) he goes back and feeds him. And he pets him, (laughs) and he's like, "Ah, hey. And I thought that was awesome. It like, was great. It's a great little, like, did you need it? No. Was it better for it? Yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah. But it's almost like at that point, you're like, well, like you said, everybody here is kind of reprehensible. So, like, go John Carver. You know? Yeah. <laughs> He's loving all the cats. Yeah. He's just loving the cats. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think now. It's one. There's one more, I think, before he starts to, like, his, his goal is not to kill everybody straight up. He wants to get him around the table live. Right. And let's see. So I'm um, trying to remember here. So Bobby comes back into play. Kind of not to walk through everything beat for beat, but like yeah. the kids. Uh, the kids suck. Addison <laughs> Ray did better because like she hasn't really acted much for, I don't think. I know that name. Why do I know that name? It's music, I think. Or oh, so. she's a singer? Yeah. And I think because she. Keep in mind, Stephen, I am 34 years so, old. I had to look it up. Like I've seen that. I, what she had done exactly. I've heard the So name I too. saw yeah, I saw the name of the credits. I'm like, this seems like a like a, a YouTuber yeah. or a something like this. The name sounds familiar, but yeah. I don't fucking know. He went she You went know it'd be Eli. funny if she's like an adult actress and they're both everybody listening, like, oh yeah, you don't know who she is? You lying sons of bitches. <laughs> You're talking about these dirty things happening to women. We know you know. I don't know who she is, okay? Mia Khalifa never heard of her. Like, who are these people? <laughs> <laughs> she apparently approached Eli about it, and he was like, look, um, we don't want this to be a stunt casting. I mean, you, you have to be good at it, or we don't want it. it's going to be bad for both of us. And she, I think she did a really good job, you know, especially for not having very many acting chops, really. But Okay, yeah, it says, <laughs> yeah, she's a singer, dancer, and social media personality. See, that's the thing is, like, almost everybody is now that's in that vein. Everybody's got a TikTok. Everybody's got that shit. So it's like I don't. I kind of. I don't know. Maybe she's bigger than that. But I just sort of wrote that off. I hadn't seen anything on social media. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's the fourth most followed individual on TikTok. Is she now? That's what Wikipedia says. All right. Well. So you know it is what it is. But she did a good job in this movie. Um, it was not. She didn't phone it in, and she certainly didn't look like it was her first performance. So well, that's good. Well done. Good for her. Um. But yeah, so I'm trying to see here. Um, I love. Maybe we could just kind of roll through, and if I, we forget, we can come back. Yeah. But the scene where she's in the well, it's where uh, in the school, right, where all that stuff goes down. I, I loved that. You know, that in was the actually and stuff like well um, choreographed, I guess. Right. Yeah. So you got a uh, oh. I, I don't know their fucking names. Two of the kids are going off on their own, right? Scuba. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. So you got Scuba and insert uh, Mean Girl. By the way, you know, they're making another Mean Girl. Did you see the I did. for that? Yeah. Tina's doing that one too yeah. as well. Good for her, man. Um, so they're going off on their own and they get absconded with, you know, <laughs> you know, here he comes, a Thanksgiving uh, hokey finoki killer. He's He's after him, right? And I did like that he, he picked up the phone. He's like, yeah, come find me. And he's like playing cat and mouse with homegirl. That was really good. I like right. that. Yulia was one of the other kills before Corn Cob Girl. So, yeah. Yulia got it before this? 
I th- it's right around the same time. Yeah, because yeah. she gets, like, after all the stuff's going on, her dad pulls up and he's like, I'm taking you to Florida. Taking you to Florida. <laughs> okay. And when she's getting ready, like, I, w- that was in the trailer too. And it was probably one of the biggest, like, moments in the theater for people. They all, you know, the big Ugh, moment when, just, when he puts the corn cob yeah, over. Yeah, okay. So right before that, I was like, why is he, like, really filming her uh, doing the, uh, the clean, cleaning her ears? I'm like, is this a weird fetish thing? Swear to God, because I did not know that was coming. I did not remember. I, I, I don't think I've seen the fucking trailer for this movie, <laughs> to be honest. Good, so good. I, I think it is because I was watching. I was like, ugh. Yeah. That's a gross close-up of her just like cleaning her ears. I'm like, ugh. And then he gets the two little uh, corn cob pickers and just pow, right in the ears. Which, now it makes sense why you're doing the close-up. But before that, I just thought you were a fucking scuzz, bro. <laughs> Not the earwax fetish. Thing. Oh no, gross! Like I, I, I'm not into feet, but I get why, it's, uh, why that's a thing. But ears, get the fuck out of here, bro! No, for real, and and uh, he's got Ola John Carver has got a thing for tranquilizer darts too, doesn't he? Right? He's just capping everybody with drink darts. <laughs> he's carrying because you don't know what happens to Yulia's dad. And uh, there are people who disappear without a fucking (laughs) (laughs) trace in this fucking movie. Because he turns around, you just hear, and I'm like, were those trank darts? And it just now now hits me. You don't know what the fuck happens to those people. They're gone. uh, The face of the earth. (laughs) So Yulia's dispatched for sure. But like her dad, he didn't do anything wrong. Maybe that's the whole point. He didn't do nothing. True. Um, But you, well, and now actually, now that I'm thinking of it though, uh, Yulia's death was the saw. Oh, yeah. That, that was pretty grisly. That was rough, man. So she's still alive. Yeah, she's still alive. And uh, Scuba Steve... Oh, right, right. Because yeah. he see. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They so, see yeah, yeah. They, 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 he's on the phone. Uh, Yulia's on the phone with her boyfriend, Scuba Steve. And, you know, oh, shit, John Carver's in the background. Thwack with the corn cob things. And he's like, uh, he doesn't say come get her or anything crazy. You, you expect a one-liner, like, you know. Right. But uh, they get over there, and he, for some reason, oh, they're remodeling the house. Yeah. I was wondering why there's a fucking bandsaw in the but- middle of the room. <laughs> I was like, what is she As into? Yeah, there's corn cob pickers and bandsaws plenty <laughs> in this fucking joint, right? But, uh, yeah, and he throws her, like, you think it's just going to be the hand, and she falls into it because she can't <laughs> keep the pressure up. Just, and I was like, I'm accustomed to the gore, but there was viscera on and that thing. spraying. Yeah. Like, and it's, it is, like, it's such a sad death. She, like, fall, like you said, she can't keep it up, just kind of, like, falls into it, and they're all just like, oh, God, Yeah. Um, yeah, but, because I, I do think we jumped over that, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, she gets offed, and, um, we're getting to the point now, though, where he's, like, just trying to get those people around the table. Um, when's the, okay, the parade itself, right? So they say, yeah. essentially, they're like, okay, we have to cancel the parade. John Carver's carving. We gotta he's make carving. sure. carving. And so, um, they decide, they actually, you know what, we're gonna trap him at the... At the parade. Meanwhile, this whole time, Patrick Dempsey is just, like, talking to Addison Ray about all of her thoughts and theories and stuff and, like, getting all the inside scoop on her friends. And I think, you know, for what it is, did you pick up on who it was? I mean, how did you... Oh, yeah. You did? Scene one, I knew who really? it was. I thought, I mean, I, I got sus after a while, but I... It's. I honestly got so kind of into like the kills and stuff. I sort of forgot about the that opening sequence a little bit. I didn't. It didn't even matter to the opening sequence to me. Like, 
okay. Three quarters of the movie in, I was like, this better not be who I think it is, right? It better not be. Better not be this person. And then when it's revealed, I was like, okay, fine. Let it out fine with me. <laughs> okay. It was because I wanted two of those dipshit love interests to be like, I thought it was like there was a split second where I was like, okay, these two fucking cuck boys. It's probably them. Because, oh, we're fighting over the girl and this sure. and that. Because you see one over here and the other one's gone here. <laughs> and then right. you turn around, he's here and the other one's gone. I was like, oh, cute. I hate fucking both of them, right? <laughs> So one's got the hair and one's got the terrible jewelry. They're both fucking terrible, right? So I was like, I would like it if it were them, but it wouldn't make any sense. It, it, it was it screams scream at this point, yeah. right? But with what they did at the end, I was like, okay, I'll let it slide, even though I saw it from the opening. Yeah, it worked. I, I was really happy with how it played out because I didn't know. I was I'm kind of with you on that. Where I thought, you know, because I knew that the, the Evan thing was too obvious, right? Like, it's not going to be him coming back into town, you know, all yeah. been gone for a year. I was like, it can't be him. But yeah, the other guy, um, I don't, I can't remember his name, but you know, the other boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, eh. The one who looks like Eli Roth. That's who I thought he was a, oh, the... <laughs> I thought that he, uh, that was my other choice. Was this going to be him alone? Because I'm like, that dude is Eli Roth as a teenager. <laughs> the fair. spiked black hair, a little yeah. bit taller, bigger than everybody. I'm like, yeah, it's Eli Roth. <laughs> It is just at the end of the movie, like he's just... Ah, there he is! <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> We're getting to the like the end where he has to put everybody around the table, right? He's absconded with the children. I keep saying children. They, they are adults, you know? <laughs> the kids. The kids. He got, he got the kids at the table. You got um, Daddy Mustache up front. But he has Daddy Mustache's wife. And he was the basting scene is uncomfortable. Like of yes. all the things happening, he's just like he's literally basting, he's buttering her up, <laughs> the salt, the put the fucking rosemary between her toes. You think that scene was for Quentin? I wondered. <laughs> I wondered that actually when he did it. I was like, because uh, at the end, it's like special thanks to Quentin Tarantino <laughs> and Robert Rodriguez. I know they're all buddies, but do you think he's like, I did the foot scene for you, boy? Gotcha, <laughs> there he goes. Oh, Parsley, uh, sage, rosemary, and toast. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. But yeah, he's literally buttering her up. I was like, oh my God, he's going to cook this broad alive. Dude, and he it, does. <laughs> it is a, like a really good chase, you know, up and I thought he was just going to get her, but uh, she makes a fight out of it. She really does. And I liked it a lot. Uh, Which, uh, yeah, because you're led to believe this character sucks. Yeah. She doesn't suck. She doesn't suck. It's the kids that suck. The kids suck. And she's projecting, oh, the stepmom sucks. She was the one who put up the biggest fight. Yeah. She was actually worth the shit. And, you know, for her trouble, she gets fucking roasted. It's brutal, man. And I get, like, so I guess there is the parade. The parade remind like, so you see him, like, looking around at all the masks and stuff. And I did, the clown thing threw me off. Like, I did not expect him to be in a, cl a clown mask. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why I thought there was two people. Yeah, yeah. Because of how they... Sh I think it was on purpose. Like, he shot it in a way that made you think that these were happening at two different times. Right. That's why I thought, like, right out the gate, I guess the killer. But I was like, if it's not this person, then it's going to be the two boyfriends, right? Or the boyfriend and the ex, and, you know, they're working together. Yeah. It's all a ploy. Because the scenes were shot like, oh, they're here. Then they're here, and then there's a clown, but then the stuff's happening at the house. Right. Okay. But it wasn't that at all. <laughs> no, but no. It, 
<laughs> I liked it. It did throw me for a little bit of a loop, and I they really leaned it because that scene is like directly from the trailer. Yeah, he walks up, and the blood though, <laughs> there's no blood really in the trailer. It's very little. Yeah, and this man is <laughs> it's a geyser. <laughs> um. Yeah, but the live stream, like, kind of where you were at a second ago, that's where you get, like, the meat mallet kill, too. Yeah. That's rough. It was, yeah, heavy duty. That's... That thing, I didn't... <laughs> that's some heft to it. Uh, if you heard about Aldo the Apache, I know you heard about the bear. Jew. Yeah, him, he, he <laughs> just, bear, yeah, Baron Uden, man, he knocks it out. Just beats the shit out of his head, and it's on that live stream. And they're doing, like, the whole, like, the... Like Silence of the Lambs, where they they go to like the, where they think it's where they think he's at. Oh, they did a Clarice. And they the Clarice him, yeah. <laughs> and it's just a another camera like filming a screen. Yeah. Um. Oh. Um. What was the line at the beginning or whatever? Like, I'm um something about texting to the movie. Oh yeah, I thought of you. I did. What was I, I thought of me too. <laughs> he, I, he, I'm sure Eli's just as annoyed. Yeah, he was talking about going to when all the kids are in the car and they get there to the right mart. It's yeah, to get yeah, him yeah. a phone, right? Because they're going to the movies and the, the whole thing, the whole movie would have not happened yeah. if this kid did not have to text. True. Oh my god, <laughs> the whole movie wouldn't happen if this kid didn't have to text. He's like, how am I supposed to text in the movie? I go, what? It's all over the fucking texting in the films, man. That's what Thanksgiving is about. Um, yeah, he. Um, I'm trying to like at the so at they unveil her after she's been cooked and <laughs> they give her like the wind. Like her oh arm, my god, her arms are contorted and like to look like little like little turkey <laughs> wings. Oh uh, yeah, but I thought that because the dad like throws up over his gag, and I was like, oh my god. If he eats her, like a piece of her thigh, I'm like, oh, gross, know, dude. I know. I thought they were gonna do it too. Like he just—they probably did. It's on the cutting room floor. It's <laughs> that's that's a mean that's a mean spirited moment. <laughs> it's pretty For funny. Sure. Though. Um, damn it, I had something. That, oh, the uh, I really loved the. It was such a small thing, but when he puts the turkey thermometer in her, and it goes. <laughs> it's like the it's so brutal but that's the kind of stuff that's the perfect brilliant yeah, genius that, comedy that is why I liked it this much just because yeah sure it's grizzly it's this and that but the levity of it like really pulled me in and you're right the turkey thermometer really was the uh, icing on the cake so to speak <laughs> um well shit let's see so um we have like the kind of Texas Chainsaw Massacre chase through the woods, very dark yeah. at night. Um, Cause she, oh yeah, she has like the little uh, the ring, and she cuts through it, and she's gonna get out of there, and she's gonna, yeah. But she runs through, she gets like the little uh, stick tight, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, the hell, yeah, yeah. Whatever, <laughs> whatever they are. And that's sort of like the you know the the thing, the little details that give you away. Oh my god, uh, yeah, it goes into the usual suspects here at the end of the movie. <laughs> right, right. The final showdown there, where you're in the in the room, Patrick Dempsey's in there. You see the axe on the wall. It's at that moment I was like, oh, who's gonna get it? Because I like, dude, she. I was hoping that she would get him with it. So here's the thing, Patrick Dempsey. As soon as he oh, I was like, oh, okay, Patrick Dempsey's in this movie, great. I was like, oh no, they're doing a. Dermot Mulroney from fucking yeah, Scream yeah. 6. You're going to put the really handsome like character actor who's like the king of the bee stuff in there, and you're like, oh, there's no way it's him. Motherfucker, of course it's him! Uh, I <laughs> loved... 
because like what was they it's like the sexiest man alive finally like that i don't think there's ever been a slasher that's also been sexiest man alive <laughs> hmm i don't think so <laughs> really now pretty fucking cool look at that yeah but yeah how about it they get, <laughs> <laughs> what i like how you just nonchalantly put that. oh yeah there it is there right it there is. yeah <laughs> But he did it so well. Like, I mean, he, I, I love it. He's charming. He's tra- he's a charming fucking yeah. guy. And by the way, you can see how this is gray right here. It's starting to get gray right here in the uh, the soul patch, sure, like sure, the sure. goatee area. I want my hair to be that kind of gray. Yeah, yeah. Now, we're not going to just, you know, harp about how attractive Patrick Dempsey <laughs> is because we can go on all night. Gina Gershon and him. We need that movie, like a romantic movie there with them. Erotic filler, maybe. Hey, who who it's knows? Overdue. <laughs> but I love both of them. Like in just whatever they're doing, they just like it's like a Ron Perlman we were talking about, right? There's certain actors they just do it for you. Yeah, they could be the skis ball villain, Sons of Anarchy, right? I didn't necessarily love that show. I loved Ron Perlman in that show. Yeah, Patrick Dempsey's the same way. He's been in some shit movies. I'm like Patrick Dempsey fucking crushes. Gina Gershon will show up in a series, and I'm like, she is the best part of the three episodes she was fucking in. But as soon as he shows up as John Carver, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's 100% the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was pissed right there when they was like, oh, no, it's 100% him. But then when he was like, I did it for Gina Gershon, I was like, okay, I'm back on board. Because of course you did. Of course you're murdering these people because your secret love interest got murdered. I didn't like it at first. But then fucking Patrick Dempsey got me back into it, he man. And a boy. And that, um, well, how did you put, you should see the look on your face or whatever. It was oh. like, some of that shit was like, yeah, it was really, really good reveal. And I think it really that, was. You know, even the flip on, like, I, I was like, I was bummed that it wasn't more hands-on killing him, but killing him, they, question mark? Exactly. That's, they allowed for that yeah. with the explosion, which worked for me because I, you know, I don't foresee this being a franchise. No, uh, unfortunately, I don't foresee it, like, making a shit ton of money. There was nobody in the theater when I got over here. I mean, but it's weird, too, though, because I've had more people asking me about this, and I'm like, really? You guys are, like, just at work or whatever and passing, and people are like, hey. Well, of course they're asking you. You're the resident serial killer. But the, Sure, 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 naturally. But I don't <laughs> expect them to be, that to be on their radar. Like, there's folks that That's really fair. don't care too much about that type of stuff. Like, I really want to see that. Let me know what you think. I'm like, uh, okay. That's, uh, All right, we'll listen to the episode. Hopefully, hopefully it does you know it uh does well i think i it's definitely one that's i think unique in that way like you you're gonna get a million around you know halloween you're gonna get you know your summertime stuff yeah right but maybe it's just sort of niche enough that people are gonna be like well let's give it a shot you yeah know, i haven't seen a thanksgiving horror film yeah i'd like to see the return of john carver i would absolutely yeah i yeah. don't know if it if will it's a but i mean burnt and mangled like Patrick oh, I love Dempsey. the mask Dude, when he puts it on the oven. Yeah, that looked cool as shit. Yeah, and then he got a new one. Yeah, I don't ah, know why I don't get that, but yeah, yeah. yeah, just the the melty. Oh man, I I thought that that worked. There's for a me. lot of little flourishes, yeah. you know, in this thing that really work. That's what it's kind of what made it for me. Yeah, because to be fair, it's a <laughs> straightforward slasher. Right. It's pretty. It's pretty like. Bare bones 80s slasher, right? Yeah. 
but it's the little flourishes, the little touches, the little grace notes yep. is what uh, William Friedkin would call them. Grace, grace notes. notes. Yes, very good. By the way, watch that doc and get back with me. These little things that you will remember. Yeah, yeah. And well, yeah, that's what makes the movie work. Well, and for it's me. really, really impressive that you can do it modern day too. Because yeah. like th- those things that will kind of you know get lost on you in a, in a modern world, I think you know you, you lose a lot of some of those when you start utilizing Instagram and you're utilizing um, like a a live stream thing that can get really not good cheesy. It can get kind of rough, but this worked spot on for me. But I I would absolutely be on board for it too. I just you know I just um, I feel like the way that they off, they they offed our killer was. Definitely leaving the door cracked. Yeah, um, there's so always there's, yeah, there's always a chance yeah. of uh, you know return, and right. I like that. Right. Um. Yeah, and I love that it was a fucking musket, and she shoots the bracelet out of yeah. it. Yeah, that was I musket. Good move. Good yeah. move. Because <laughs> she talks really about like she musket. She can't shoot a musket, and like muskets suck. Or whatever. And the coincidence of these movies, I always love. Like she always has this bracelet. She talks about it a couple of times. Right. She talks about the musket, and all of a sudden it comes into play. It works for me, but also eh, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then speaking of Friday, that that ending was very Friday the Thirteenth. You know, because you know it's coming, but it was like it was a strong like. It felt like Jason coming out of the out of the wall on fire uh, in her closet, fire. though. I was like, <laughs> but yeah, but she she ends up staying with Homeboy, right? What was his deal? He was gone, like he was like in the parade and disappeared. Fuck that guy. The Eli Roth lookalike, yeah, yeah, not a big fan. I mean, I don't like any of them. Let's be fair. Clear, it's crystal clear. <laughs> Fuck these kids. <laughs> not a fan. Don't get me wrong. The the main girl, she's all right. I like her. She's yeah, she's, she's good. Very very serviceable actress. The rest of them. Scuzz. And, uh, yeah, but it just shows her, and he's got his arm around. I was like, stop. You didn't do anything. Right. What, what does he say when they load him up in the ambulance? Like, is it Nick? Is whatever. Still a dick or whatever. Uh, he closes the yeah. door. <laughs> yeah. True. They're pretty terrible. But, yeah. Um, the killer is dead, question mark. Yep, yep. Maybe. Dot, dot, dot. And... Everybody. Very cool credit roll. I yeah. loved that. I, <laughs> yeah, I did love the credit roll. Um, and yeah, the scene afterwards was really just just Rick Hoffman flipping lo- the camera off, just like, cracking at the end of a scene. Yeah, I was like, "What is going on here?" The after credits thing, which you, ex- I'm expecting something. I know. I was expecting. I was him hump. fucking the turkey. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just Rick Hoffman flipping off the screen. I was like, "Oh." Dang it. <laughs> Can you imagine if people sat there after that and the people who didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> Just banging the turkey? What the fuck? That would have, okay, that would have upped my score. Oh my I, God. I will, no, be, I will be completely transparent with you right now. It won't be four. It might have been four with that. <laughs> Star for yeah. turkey fucking. Oh man. But yeah, I had a good time. I yeah, really did. I'm, I did I'm glad that we finally got this movie. And I hope that this is a sign of things to come. Like, Eli Roth, like, he is known in our circles. Like, he's known in the genre. He's a guy, he's a, like a gatekeeper for horror, for I sure. would say, right? And, like, sure, he even, he had a hard time getting this movie made after all these years. Maybe it's a good sign of things to come in yeah. the genre. For sure. No, and it's, it's, um, it's one that I think, you know, can kind of remind people that even though it's a... You know, it's not everything has to be like dark and it can be, it can be bloody and fun. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of like, I don't, 
a lot of horror movies that come out that lean into it, like Saw and stuff like that, there's no laughs. <laughs> like, you go in there and it just kind of knocks your socks off. And even like the A24 stuff that's coming out, it's good stuff, but a lot of times it's dark and moody and brooding and all that stuff that's, it's harder to have a good time with a hereditary or a witch. Or you didn't have a good time with didn't, that movie? Didn't kick back and laugh at, uh... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> But this was, this kind of harkens back in a lot of ways. And I, yeah, I mean, even with like Terrifier, there's funny shit. No, this is this is accessible, I guess is the word I want yeah. to say. And I love that because we need more fun, not even, you know, holidays. I mean, pick your poison, put it wherever you want. Doesn't have to be on a holiday, but embracing that and bringing that back is really cool. You want to put some scores to you wanna, it? You want to put some stuffing on this bad boy? Yes, yeah, some stuffing to this bad boy. Um,. Do we go first? Yeah, I do. I'll go first. I okay. I'm trying to think of my metrics. So I know I, I was got, too. I got my score. I'm trying to think of my metric. I I, yeah. I think I got it. I think I, I think I got it. But you first. Okay. No pressure. No. Pre- <laughs> Don't steal my metric. Vagina stabs. Oh no! <laughs> you got. Like uh, I mean, everything in this movie is kind of you know. Eli knows where he's coming from. He knows what he's inspired. What he's inspired by. He loves. He's a true. Like not just a, he's a he's a, an aficionado and a big fan, so he knows so much about this stuff and has such a history, um, watching it and loving it and you know geeking out about it that it comes through. And I'm sure I'll notice stuff in the future, like little nods here and there that I just didn't catch this time around, and I love that. Um, like you said, the big set pieces work. Um, like I said, kills are king, right? I've said that a million times in a slasher film. That's what you're there for, um, and that this movie delivers on every single one of them. I feel like each kill is unique. It's got I mean, they lean into it. There's some of them literally you're leaning into it and it's a bloodbath, but with just enough, like I said, cheese and humor to make it enjoyable and fun and let off some of that. The release valve is there for you. I mean, throughout this thing, I mean, the kids suck, but I think it's on purpose. It's an Eli Roth staple to have these kids or these characters that are just, you can't stand them and you kind of, you're fine watching them get chopped up. And that's part of the the fun, too, because if we loved these people, it would still be a little bit harder to laugh it off after they get the corn cobs in their ears. <laughs> so, excuse me. So I think, you know, um, oh, the score, too, I want to shout that out because I really did enjoy that. And the music was really great in this. And I'm looking forward to um, breaking the, the drought and snagging this when it comes out. Wait a minute. Vinyl. Wait, damn it. <laughs> Um, John Carver, you know, his whole, per, his whole persona was, was really good, effective. I didn't know if I'd like it as much. I really did. The, the Pilgrim thing. This will be probably a yearly watch for me. And that says a lot. Um, Patrick Dempsey crushed it. Addison Ray, welcome to movies. Gina Gershon, not, we, we didn't have a, uh, very, very, very long, but. <laughs> Wish we could have saw more. We, we, your kill was pretty fucking baller. So, um. Anyhow, I yeah, I'm gonna give it a very rock solid three 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 two five turkey thermometers. All right, that's fair. I will uh, echo a lot of what you said. Uh, Dempsey crushes it. He's uh, always crushing it. Gina Gershon, wish we uh, got more of you. I guess last two times we've mentioned your name. <laughs> you have... <laughs> Man, this and uh, Killer Joe, boy. Woo! There's a lot of food-based horror going on here. And if you ever want to see a food-based horror scene, watch Gina Gershon, Killer Joe, Chicken Leg. Hey, Frosty. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, man, I had a really good time with this, and I will just echo, I'm just so glad we got this movie. Same. Like, I was very happy when we got Machete, but I wanted Thanksgiving more than Machete. Yeah, yeah. And I want Werewolf Women of the SS more than I want Don't, but I will <laughs> gladly take any of them. Yeah. Um... The John Carver of it all, uh, he 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 did it justice, man. The one thing he's missing is like that half cape, bro. That's it. He just needs it. And if he had it, and you had, <laughs> if you had the cape, and you maybe stayed true to the trampoline scene, yeah, yeah, just maybe a little bit more Gina Gershon. This is this is up there, man. With uh, holiday classics. <laughs> For <laughs> sure. White <laughs> like, Christmas. <laughs> Home Alone. Home Alone. Krampus. You know, you've got all these uh, all these movies, right? I, I really had a good time with Thanksgiving. I'm going to go, uh, once again, we're on the same wavelength. I would say three, two, five, capeless pilgrims. <laughs> <laughs> Check this bad boy out and hire me on your costume department. That's I know right. what it is, all right? <laughs> I know what it is. Very good. 325. I hope Rick catches this. I'd love to see what he thinks. Uh, yeah, I think Rick would like this quite a bit. <laughs> I think so too. Um, so you want to, like, before we go, um, celebrate this man a little bit. I, you know, we have our last year we did QT. I mean, it's kind of cool to follow it with Eli without planning this. Yeah. Because they're buddies. Even though he, you know, QT got. Four hours. We're gonna give him a couple. Uh, we're gonna give him a couple minutes. Just you know, talk about his films, the uh, ups and downs, so to speak. And I will say, there's a couple I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's one of these guys that's producing a lot too, yeah. and not necessarily directing, but you can feel his his presence. Um, he did that uh, the uh, the show on Shutter, History of Horror, History Eli of Ross, History horror. of Horror, um, which is a really cool show. It is. Um. But he's he's one that I you know we, t- we touched under touched on it earlier. He came into the game boisterous, strong, you know, very very loud, and he got a lot of hate for it. You know, and I, I can kind of at the beginning see where some of those people might have been coming from, just because it was Cabin Fever is it's it's up there for me. I love that movie. It's got such a charm to it, like an like a you know just a young filmmaker. And I love movies in the woods. Like I, when I wanted to, you know, make Crimson Creek back in the day, that was those types of movies were my inspiration. Like I love being in the woods, isolated. That's such a classic setting for horrible things to happen to to young people. So I can see where you know he he would start there. And I, you know, Hostel though is one that divided people. You know, it came out right along the saw. You know, there are people out there that think you know. I'm not saying this. But Hostel and Saw, if you were to pick one that kind of was like the king of that era, a lot of people are on the Hostel side. Um, I don't... <sighs> the original Saw is pretty fucking incredible, but... Oh, yeah, I love the original Saw. I don't know, it's... Hostel, I remember vividly. Oh, I remember seeing all these movies. Um, well, I did not see Cabin Fever in theaters. I saw Hostel in theaters with uh, Samuel and our girlfriends at the time, and I remember just being so off-put by that movie right. that we listened to the Beach Boys all the way back home. <laughs> uh, but no, I, now I look back on it. I think it, he would love that, you know what I mean? No, I think you're right. But, I mean, I look at that with a, you know, rose-colored glasses now. Like, I, I like that more, that we were so distraught. I like I like the original Hostel. Yeah. And there's spots of two that are pretty good. But I also hate that he produced his, like shot-for-shot shot remake of Cabin Fever. Is, 
That's fucking terrible. Yeah, I don't I don't get that either. I really don't. But, uh, you know, if they're going to be like, hey, we want you to put your mo- name on this. It has nothing to do with you. It's just we're remaking your movie and we're going to pay you money. You know, hey, man, business is business. You got to do your thing. But that movie sucked. Yeah. No, that's that's rough. I mean, the first, do you like Cabin Fever? Love, no. love Cabin Fever. Right on. Yeah, that, <laughs> what was it? Um, I was trying to say 1.5 million that movie was made for. And you, I love watching because I remember one of the earlier, like uh, behind the scenes stuff that I watched was was his talking about cabin fever and how he was literally like on the ground when Ryder Strong is beating his poor old his poor girlfriend to death with that shovel, and he's like squirting the blood out of a ketchup bottle. Yeah, like that's the kind of filmmaking that just warms my heart. So I I don't know if we talked about this on air or it was just something we were talking about. That Eli Roth was in Jurassic Park, The Lost World. Right. That In the train. He's, yeah, he's just in the train at the beginning of it. Like, oh, you look over, and there's fucking Eli Roth. <laughs> so he, he was he was around. He's trying to do something, but he's just like a subway passenger on the train when you meet yeah. Malcolm at the beginning. You're like, what? That seems so good, dude. That, yeah. that fucking crazy guy. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I saw that and I was like, fucking A. Of course he was there. Just yeah. crushing it. Well, in his acting, too, you can talk about his, his acting career. I mean, he's, you know, clearly buddies with Tarantino. His role as Donnie Donowitz is fucking great. The Baron Uden. It's, you know, he's, you know, even his skis ball character in uh, Death Proof. Is one that cracks me up every time when he's talking about, did, did he get that falling out of his time machine? <laughs> just cracking up at the bar. And he's just dicks. And I think they both knew his persona, how he was being portrayed yeah. by the general public. And they leaned into it and made him a terrible slime ball frat boy. Yeah. It was perfect. <laughs> but um, – after Hostel, and I did rewatch Hostel because I had seen that movie a handful of times, but I I popped it on just to kind of refresh. And it's one that you know, honest to God, it's one that's more tame than its legacy. It's it's brutal. There's a lot of gross stuff, but it's very like the first like half of that movie. It's just two people that you can't stand. Three essentially, one yeah. lunatic guy yeah. from Iceland, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> running around Europe. But the thing about that movie is I really do have that, like, to this day, to this day, I have that fear of, like, going around, like, just, I, the tourism in Europe, it's like Jaws, like, what it did for the water, you know? Like, I I won't be staying in hostels anytime. No. No, 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 no. And, and it was, uh, Joe Bob actually addressed this with him, saying the tourism board must have a very big problem with Eli Roth directing movies about any place in the world. You got... <laughs> Uh, Hostel, <laughs> Hostel 2, you got uh, the Green Inferno, like, dear God, Eli, give us something. Somebody stop this man, you know? I, yeah, he's um, definitely, yeah, that movie's legacy is, is I think it's it's more than just the <laughs> the gore. I mean, it really does kind of mess when you think about, like, there's actual, like, the human trafficking, all that stuff is a real fucking thing. And, I mean, it's, it's spooky. But, um, yeah, Hostel Part 2, I mean, he cranks up the gore, for sure. Um, it's, it's, I mean, I, I like it. It is way more mean spirited, but, uh, yeah, I think hostile Two is more of like an answer to all of the criticisms for his first two movies Yeah, because he is mean as fuck in that movie, right. especially with home girl who gets <laughs> bled Scythe. to death. Yeah. Yeah. Like 
I think he'd probably admit that. He's like, yeah, fuck him. Like, <laughs> yeah, at one point I was reading some stuff on uh, Letterboxd just to get a feel for how people kind of line up on him. And, dude, they were going off. I He had some bad um, – was it Hostel when it came out? I think um, when it released – he was upset because like people were pirating shit and there was a real problem. There it is. Hostile two. Hostile two. And he was he was very upset, <laughs> rightfully so. People people were just, you know, they were annoyed that he was upset about that. It's like quit crying. It's like, buddy, like you he, the writing on the wall there, I mean, that's like when you look at what happened to movies, I mean this was what, two thousand seven. So this is early it's like what we haven't graduated yet. Internet's still kind of young. I mean there's it's getting started, you know, there's MySpace, all that shit. So it's not, we're not dealing with Google Fiber downloading shit. Like, people were stealing movies and leaks were happening, and it's just like, it, it was a really big problem. It still is, but pirating, he was he was right to be pissed off. And these yeah. people that were, like, angry at him and like, oh, the movie just sucked, I'm like... Even if it sucks, you still got to pay to watch it. Like, yeah, they, they talk about how like oh, all horror films. This like what I one of the reviews I saw. All horror films, I love them. Eli Roth's horror films, go die or something. Like, I don't, I don't quite get it, and I don't know if it's like sometimes he's got these characters in there that are more like misogynistic. They're very, you know, they maybe that's just rubs people the wrong way. But he does it on purpose. I mean, these people are shitty, so because they're gonna fucking get butchered a lot yeah. of times, and. I just don't, I don't know, I don't get the hate. And especially for a movie, like, maybe I'll get crucified for this. But Knock Knock, I don't understand why people think that's the worst movie ever made. There are people out there who are mad about that movie. Okay, I have seen Knock Knock more than probably any other person I know. (laughs) Put together. It's It was so funny because a buddy of mine was over at my place not too long ago. And he's like, ah, let's watch a movie. And I was like, I got a movie I know you'd like. Oh, my God. <laughs> I put on Knock Knock. And he's like, what the fuck is this movie? And it's just a, it's just a remake, you know, Death of Death Game. And it's not as, I mean, Death Game's Death Game. You know, it's kind of a classic legendary movie on its own. So it's not like you have to say that it's on par. But I don't, I just don't understand the hate. That movie isn't bad. No. I, 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 I like it less. Uh, it is not aged well with me, but I, I think what the <laughs> and I like the actors in it too. There's something off. That movie feels like a weird dream. Yeah. Like he just did it like and it's that's the point. Right. But it I feel like it could have been more uh, not art. I don't know. There's a word I'm looking for I can't quite grasp. It seems like it could be a little bit more uh, meticulous. I don't sure. know. It just seems a little rough around the edges. I think if they put a little bit more time and effort of that could have be his like a one number one banger. Yeah, it just missed the mark somewhere for me. On and I it wasn't the shower scene though. No, it wasn't that. It wasn't that. No, it wasn't that. That's okay. No, no, it was not. <laughs> it was not the shower scene. It was not the direction of that. I also don't remember because I've seen it fucking a hundred times. The ending is a little off, especially yeah. since there's two fucking endings of that movie, and I don't remember which one is the theatrical that everybody saw. But yeah, knock knock is not. As bad as everybody says. Right. But, I mean, I would go on a limb and say all of his <laughs> movies are like that. No, that's fair. Especially that one. The Green Inferno. Yeah. The Green Inferno is a fun one because I like to take my uninitiated buddies to uh-huh. movies like this. Didn't Tyler actually about die in this movie? <laughs> Tyler actually about died in this fucking movie. <laughs> but Rick's the same way. Bless his heart. Yeah. But Rick doesn't love this stuff. So Tyler... 
Uh, I had taken him to see the uh, the remake of Evil Dead. Oh, right, right, right. He is not a fan of blood, guts, viscera, the whole business, right? <laughs> he fucking hated <laughs> Evil Dead. I was like, guy, this movie's going to be fun, man. It's, it's, it's Eli Roth, dog. It's going to be comedy. Oh, okay, I'll go see it. People start getting fucking ripped apart. Oh, I'll look over and he's just not having a good time. He is my boy, but I don't remember the last time I took him to the movies. I, I don't think he trusts me anymore. <laughs> a little gun shy after that? Yeah, a little gun shy. After the Evil Dead remake, which is a fucking bloodbath. Yeah, yeah. And this, he's like, what? no! He's not going to do it. <laughs> It'll be full of laughs, dude. Yeah, it'll be full of laughs. So, the Green Inferno, yeah, is certainly one that, you know, I again, you can tell... Um, if you don't know, I mean, you wouldn't nearly, I don't think you would appreciate it as much knowing that whole like cannibal exploitation line that clearly, I mean, he's a huge fan of it. Um, and I think a lot of those movies, they're legendary. I mean, what, Holocaust? You got, you got another one recently, not, not recently, but it was on one of the sales from Severin that I hadn't seen. There's one of the island ones, I think. Maybe. I, either way, there's a bunch of them. Like Island of the Cannibal God? Do I have? I feel slave, like I have that one. Though. You have Slave of the Cannibal. Slave of the Cannibal. There's yeah. yeah, Slave of the Cannibal. You talking about Emmanuel and the Last Cannibals? Oh, that one? No, but that's true. I got that's two true. copies of that bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite cannibal movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, there. and like all those movies were just like legendary for like just the gross out shit. And who else? Who else to do something like this? Nobody's doing cannibal movies in 2013. Nobody's doing cannibal movies still. But the one, <laughs> I mean, the story that is. Why I love Eli Roth, even if I don't love every one of his movies, is for The Green Inferno, a movie he had to make. He goes down to, where the fuck did he film that? A set in Peru. But yeah, yeah, know. Peru. He goes to the jungles of Peru, and he needs extras. He needs people to play the cannibals. Right. He goes to a tribe of people who've never seen a television, and he shows them cannibal Holocaust. This is what I want you to do. This is what you're going to be acting as. And they thought that shit was hilarious. The, Very Billy Friedkin of you there, Rob. The brass <laughs> yeah. on this man. that They didn't turn around and eat him. Right, right. Like, I'm not saying these people, these indigenous folk are cannibals, but at the same time, don't tempt them. Right. Well, and th- look at this. The People's World called it a new low in racist filmmaking. See, that's stupid to me. <laughs> because he gave these, like, they thought the shit was funny. They said, right. hey, I want to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't, it's not. <sighs> there are. See, so now we're going to make fun of colonial Massachusetts people because Thanksgiving. Like, that's the. Green Inferno is not a racist movie. It harkens back to a simpler time in filmmaking of yes. grotesque time. But it is in no way. Ma- it is making fun of the stupid fucking white people Absolutely. taking. Oh. Who, who, who are the social media, like, uh, yes. whatever the fuckers who are not doing, they're doing it for clout. Absolutely. That, that, I hate that word because everybody uses it now, but that's, that's what they're doing. It's not a racist movie. It's poking fun at the fucking white man. Right. If I anything, mean, it's saying, at the end of the movie, it says the cannibals were right. Yes. Eat the fucking white man. <laughs> it's not a racist movie. Who fucking wrote that? People's World. I'm People's so- World. It sounds like a communist rag. <laughs> somebody on the way right now to type something for clout. <laughs> yeah. Who wrote that. Fucking communist rag. The People's World. The fucking hammer and sickle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Not the communist rag, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's going to be my fucking newsletter from now on. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I think the Green Inferno is one that... <laughs> yeah, I like the Green Inferno. <laughs> I really do. I, I, I'm i trying to think here. We can kind of maybe list, if you want, to your top three here in a minute. Because uh, I, I did not see Death Wish, and I did not see House of the Clock in its walls. But right. I've actually heard that the House of the Clock in its walls is his best-directed movie. I've heard a lot of good stuff about it, and yeah. it's a huge turn from what he's normally doing. It's yeah. it's, it's a, almost it's a, kid's, a kid's movie. It's I mean, a kid's it's movie. Jack Black. Yeah. Like, it's very... But the Death Wish, that one got a lot of flack because it came out in a time with a lot of shootings, which, I mean, now at this point, if you make a movie, it's going to come out around a lot of shootings because people suck. Right. And um, so the Death Wish movie got shellacked. So um, let me see here. I'm just trying to put... Look, there he is. That was his first role. Yeah. Subway Man. Subway Man. Hell yeah. It was in the Lost World. Citizen Toxie. Tales from the Crapper. (laughs) Gay party goer. (laughs) Loving that. He's in Southland Tales. Oh, he's got he's got a wild fucking. God. He really does. Fighter pilot and Godzilla, Rock of Ages. He's in Piranha Three Double D. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he produce that too? I think so. Yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. But um, the movie that I wanted to talk about here that I had not. I just I actually like this. The Last Exorcism. Yes. That he produced. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was a solid, solid. One. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> the dryer disagrees. <laughs> oh, it's not what we were looking for. Um, so this week I also watched Finn. Have you seen? No, about- but I wanted to. I, I keep forgetting that that was him. That shit will break your heart, make you sick, piss you off. It's because he's a big shark guy, huge, and he's talking. He's going around talking about the essentially the eradication of these sharks and. For shark fin soup, essentially, uh, it's like an hour and a half or so documentary. Um, the oh, cruelty man. and shit that you see in this movie—it's just un- unreal what they are doing. Like these giant, and he he takes some risks. I mean, he goes onto one of these boats where, like, and they're not friendly to outsiders because it's illegal. You're not allowed to do a lot of shit, but these giant ass boats, like these floating fortresses that put up miles of net and gill nets, they just basically suffocate the sharks and then they pull them in by the hundreds. And apparently I've never had shark fin soup, never will, but fucking, it doesn't taste like anything. It's just the image because back in the day it was like the emperor's meal. So it was very classy. And so they serve it at weddings. It tastes like broth. And you're literally just trying... They, well, they've tried to make markets out of the other parts of the shark. So that way they can get around like the imagery of like video of him lopping fins off of sharks and throwing them back in yeah, the water. Yeah. Um, so now you can use the whole shark. It's like, it's, it's this. It's horrible. Um, yeah, I forgot that he did this. But it's very, it's a good documentary to to, to expose some of this to people who wouldn't think about. I wouldn't think about because he uh, he participated in a lot of the uh, Shark Week stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he actually uh, talks to the director of uh, Riccio in that movie. I need to see that. That's one that um, it's one of the bloodiest movies ever made. Really, it's like that Legend of Riccio. It's like that martial arts film where he's like punching holes through people and shit. No idea. I got it. Sounds awesome. But yeah, he's in that movie too, talking about shark fin soup. It's like, yeah, it it does not have any flavor. It's there's no point outside of trying to look rich. Huh. Well, that's just horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely one that I will make you upset. It's like the the cove where you watch this and it just breaks your heart for an hour and a half, but it's still important. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that movie just recently caught that. Um, but I still also need to catch house of the clock on its walls. Um, 
I suppose, yeah, we can kind of. Did you see Death Wish? Uh-uh. Uh, uh-huh. Well, yeah, yeah, Death Wish, too. I need to watch that. Um, That's Bruce Willis. Oh, yeah. Bruce Willie. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I, I think it kind of goes without saying, like, his top three are, you know, you know what they are. Southland Tales, man who gets shot on the toilet. <laughs> He's <laughs> he's got some extra roles that are pretty awesome. Frightened citizen and citizen toxy. <laughs> Hostile too. He's head on stick. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good stuff. American stoner. But yeah, his top three. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's Cabin Fever, Hostile. Green Inferno. I would no. Fuck it. No. Not, not, damn it. No. I can't do that because Thanksgiving. Does I say not anymore? I would agree, but yeah. I, now it throws a wrench in there. But I, I think it's and this is tough because I think Thanksgiving has a real shot to be my favorite Eli Roth movie. Um, I think it'll age well. Yeah. But right now, I think it's. See, this is where oh god, it's hard. Um, I think probably gonna go like. I'll kick out Hostile. I'll keep Gavin Fever, Green Inferno, Thanksgiving. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to say, Cabin Fever is probably still definitely my top spot. Thanksgiving is going to be number two. I didn't put them in order, but I just put top three. Okay. And it's really hard because I think that Hostile, I think I'm going to go Hostile because of its legacy. I don't. I, I think Green Inferno is, um, dude. I love that movie, and it would definitely be the next spot. But I'll probably keep Hostel in that slot for now. I think Thanksgiving does have a real shot to be his best. And I'm looking forward to Borderlands. I oh, know yeah, not everybody's sure. a gamer who listens to this cast, but I mean, I will definitely go right now and start playing Borderlands. I believe because yeah. I do not have anything else I need to play. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. not one game. That so, comes leaping to mind when so, I think, oh, there's a game I need to play. Since when is Crash Bandicoot in Borderlands? It's <laughs> <laughs> like playing Borderlands and just <laughs> Crash Team Racing. <laughs> First off, that game fucking kills. It's great. It is it's so great. good. So great that I will not play any other game ever. <laughs> well, every, all things considered, man, Eli is one that I think... Um, People should revisit if you haven't seen shit in a while. And honestly, you know, if you don't like him, I, I get, you know, he's got a flavor, but he's for my money, man. I'm, I'm, I think the film world is much better with him in it. I'm glad he's here. Watch that history of horror. Oh, did you ever watch Hemlock Grove? Oh, uh, I think I started it. I, I have not like seen it enough to comment on. It. I need to rewatch. I, I started the show and I need to kind of go back and give it another shot. It's like very like werewolfy kind of kind of series he directed it and produced on it um i don't know if he directed oh i guess the pilot i don't know how much more he did but um i think that show got a lot of love i just never watched it but um anyhow (sighs) man we gotta stop doing this before work shit i know i know I got a Thanksgiving with the family today so that's kind of a little early you walk in and pops is wearing this. What if, uh, what if he's, he's just dressed? In, he's just dressed as John Carver. I bet it'd have a cape on him too. He probably he'd I know better. Swear, he'd know better. Oh man. Well, I will say. So next time around, I don't know what we'll be looking at exactly, but we do have. So Christmas will be 
two weeks or two episodes from now. Jesus. So we'll Christ start thinking in the about manger. that. <laughs> and so for that, we will be watching. I have not got you guys a fucking thing, except for those, uh, you know, condo tickets. <laughs> Eli Roth's Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> they know shit. Um, so yeah, that's one thing to be on the lookout for. We'll try to, I don't know if we're going to, we'll, we'll do our annual gift thing. We got to get Rick for that. He's been he's been working overtime. He says, but yeah, I don't believe. I it. see a million snaps a day. Here's the thing. I told him, oh yeah, <laughs> you've seen all these snaps. He's never at work. He's just, yesterday. I was like, hey man, come on down to Screenland. We're gonna go see the movie. Do all this and that. He's like, ah, oh, I can't. The wife's sick. His wife turned around, and sends me a Snapchat of them all playing Uno. Oh, I turned around and said, hey, Mrs. Teat, don't look very sick. And then she's. Like, <laughs> Oh, got the, <laughs> oh, then yeah. she's got the cough and everything. I was like, bullshit. <laughs> I mean, come on. If you don't want to hang out, just tell me. I mean, I can take it. I'm a big boy. Don't <laughs> fucking lie to me. Make up some life-threatening illness when you're in there playing Uno with a kid. Which, by the way, Rick got beat at Uno by a child. I get why he's not See, here today. See, last episode... <laughs> We railed him up front, and now we're waiting until the end of the episode because he said he wasn't going to listen anymore. So, <laughs> <sighs> all righty then. Well, um, if you've seen this, hopefully you have. I think this is one for a lot of our audience members. Check it out, and then <laughs> yeah. let us know um, what you think at the Facebook, the Instagram. I will never make that mistake again. X. <laughs> that ain't no shit. Uh, and the email. So the the, the dirtbag cinema at gmail Send us over your notes, um, your thoughts. If you agree, disagree, anything on Eli Roth and his his whole um, catalog. We'll, oeuvre. Oeuvre. Um, let us know what you think. But uh, So, I, I guess we can say this. That with uh, some stuff we got back here, I got some extra discs, some posters and stuff. We're definitely going to be doing a Christmas giveaway. Yeah. We, can, yeah. we need to figure out how we're going to do that, though. We, 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 we want some involvement. But we're, you know, if you have an idea how we should do it, you know, you know, throw us on and over an idea because I really don't know what to do. Try to get people involved in it because it's going to be a you know substantial box of stuff. Yeah, and I really do like the idea of a Christmas episode being more like interactive. I, I like you know, we come up with there's plenty of stuff to talk about, but I really would like to have more. If you've seen a thing this year or, you know, you're looking forward to something, like, send that over and then we can discuss those things. Like, I would, I don't know, at the end of the year, that just feels, feels right. You know, kind of get everybody's thoughts on, you know, what they love this year, what they didn't. Um, I will do a top, I don't know, maybe top five, top ten records of this year. I will do that. Maybe on the new year. You know, so (laughs) I think this might not be a bad idea for, I don't know. The fucking mascot. <laughs> <laughs> it just really got me at this. Oh, damn it. Um, I have been writing down. I have watched right now. I'm on. I'll probably be about 30 movies down from when I watched last year. Very good. But I was watching more like television. Like I rewatched The Sopranos and that's fucking, you know, yep. 80 some odd hours on its own. Right. Right. So. I am down, but I'd like to go through and say, like, of my first watch, what's the best things that I've seen this year and stuff. And it'd be an interesting thing to kind of bounce off you. That would be fun. Yeah. I like, because we did, that was our New Year's last year was, um, or I guess this year, (laughs) that was uh, basically doing our top. Yeah. We should do something like that again. I think that's fun. That was Especially go back over everything I've watched. I think at this moment right now, if I my list in front of me, I think I'm at a hundred 
and 95 films that I've seen this year. New watches? Or no, just in general? In, in gotcha. general. I'm going to go back through gotcha. and write what the first is. But keep in mind, I don't put down, like I didn't put down uh, any of the television I watched. Right. I think that next year I will incorporate that. Like, like put like an asterisk, like hit <laughs> TV series. Like I just got done watching uh, Storm of the Century. Technically, I saw that. Snap. Technically, not a film. No, no. <laughs> didn't put it down. But by the way, Storm of the Century is great. That's I one. love it. Right? Storm of the Century is great. Ending's a little whack, but <laughs> <laughs> I do really like that. And I think that would be a perfect Flanagan. Oh, Essentially, it is kind if of a they... Flanagan. It's kind of Midnight Mass. But at the same time, that's one that we want to see. Stop remaking the shit we've already seen before. Like, nobody saw fucking Storm of the Century except for 99 when it came out. Yeah, and I remember watching that one. I've said this before, but that was watched that with my dad. That was one of the... I, that's a great memory. I love that whole winter town shutdown, fucking the little... Yeah. Town light in the middle of yeah, oh, just perfect. And yeah. I got that uh, screenplay of his that, I mean, it was written for the screen. That it's not a yeah. book. That's written for a Andre Lenoge. Oh my god, like Cobra, Kane. Yeah, I would love to see. You know, maybe it would be really cool if King wrote something again just for TV and Flanagan directed it. That'd be cool, like a brand new thing. That'd be cool. Well, if you don't have anything else, might as well put a uh, put a button on this Thanksgiving Eve. Sounds good to me. Uh, thank you guys so much. Of course, you know, for, as always, for for listening and um, have a happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, yeah. Safe Black Friday shopping. No shit. Don't hurt anybody. Don't hurt anybody. Don't don't. There don't. will always be another free home appliance. Yeah, you don't need that waffle iron. You don't you need don't. it. Don't. You already have one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which you got last year on Black Friday. Chances are you already got two. <laughs> <laughs> have a great Thanksgiving. Be sure to, you know, clean your plates. There will be no leftovers. <laughs> Very nice. See you at the cinema dirtbags. bags. <laughs>